the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it underway. It is Wednesday hump day, over the hill day. We're close to Fridays, and we were on Monday. That's always a good thing. A little bit of a shock today to the political system. Paul Ryan announced that uh, he's not going to run for re-election. That means he's given up the speakership. Of course, he had said a long time ago that as soon as he got through uh, tax reform, he was done. And from what I understand, his wife wanted him to be done. But uh, let's talk about that. Join us right here at the beginning of the show. Kaylee uh, uh, McEnany is going to be with us. She is the spokeswoman uh, for the GOP. You've heard her on the show before. We ran into her at CPAC again. Always good to talk to her. She'll have some insight, and we want to find out about this new book she's written. So uh, bring us up uh, to date here, Kaylee. Was uh, the Ryan move a big surprise to everybody, or did everybody thought they saw it coming? Well, it was certainly rumored that it would happen. And and Speaker Ryan, of course, as you mentioned, said when tax cuts was done, uh, his speakership may come to an end. But, you know, we all kind of listened to that and thought, well, he said that, but but maybe it won't happen. But it looks like um, he was, you know, saying what he felt all along, which is that he wanted to spend more time with his family. He mentioned today um, in a pretty heartfelt moment that he's been in Congress ever since his kids were born, and he wants at least a few of their late teenage years uh, to experience what it's like to have a dad full-time and not just a dad on the weekends. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, I'm a weekend dad. I don't like it anymore. I want to be a full-time father. And you can't, you know, you can't blame the guy for that. I mean, you want to be able to enjoy your family. That's more important than being speaker. Now, there's some people in Congress that might disagree with what I just said, but I think if you're a father or you're a mother, you you would agree with what I just said. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, people are questioning motives. Well, they always say this about their family, but, you know, even CNN's Dana Bash has said, you know, yes, this, this struck me as a very heartfelt, genuine reason for wanting to leave, especially how Speaker Ryan expressed it. Um, and, you know, but by all means, this is a hard job. And, and when you look at bringing together what is a fractured Republican caucus, it's not easy. And Paul Ryan excelled at it, uh, passed 337 bills between January of last year and November. Um, a lot of those very conservative bills like banning sanctuary cities and um, pro-life legislation and repealing and replacing Obamacare, though those bills did not succeed in the Senate, um, many, many, many were passed in the House. So, you know, he did his part and he did his uh, share of the lifting. All right. I know you've heard this, so let's get it out on the table that uh, Ryan decided to leave because they know they're going to lose the House this year. So he doesn't want to be the one that has to hand you know, hand over the gavel of Pelosi, and he doesn't want to have to be the minority leader under Pelosi. I think that's a bunch of BS because I still say that the Republicans will hold on to the House. 
Yeah, that's what Democrats want you to believe. You know, Democrats want you to believe there's this huge blue tidal wave coming and and Speaker Ryan, uh, you know, stepped down because of that. And it's just not true. You know, he denied that. He's never someone who's been influenced by political prospects. Um, You know, he took the job um, because he was the right person at the right time. And it had nothing to do with our electoral prospects. And, you know, one thing I would note is, of course, history suggests it's always difficult when when your guy uh, has the presidency to maintain a majority. So we understand that. But right now, um, in several polls, Democrats are only up on the generic ballot by five points. Uh And a a Brennan Center report said for Dems to take back uh, the House, they would have to be up by closer to 11 points. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be quite the blue wave that some are expecting. Yeah, and I agree with that. So what are you hearing on the grapevine? Uh, you're, You're more prone to hear about this stuff than I am. If you ask me about Arkansas politics, I probably know more than you do, but that's okay. Let's talk about national politics here. McCarthy, uh, is he wanting the speakership? Does Scalise want the speakership? Who do you think's got the inside track? Well, I'm sure there will be a number of, of uh, candidates for that position, and ultimately the House will decide. Um, but right now, you know, as, as Steve Scalise said this morning, we're not even thinking about that. You know, Speaker Ryan doesn't step down until January. Right now, we are just wanting to ensure that we do, in fact, have the Speaker's spot, and it's not overtaken by Nancy Pelosi. So, you know, we're not even at the point of um, people throwing their, their name in the ring. First, we have to ensure that we will be the, the, the governing party and that, in fact, we will um, have the Speaker's office. So, you know, that's our, our sole and primary concern right now. Yeah. Did you happen to read the article today? I forget whether it was on the Daily Wire or Daily Caller uh, about Eric Erickson and this interview supposedly he did with a congressman at a Safeway grocery store. And the guy said, I'll, I'll tell you everything you want to know, but I'm not, I don't want you to use my name. And he just, just a profane laden uh you know, screed against the president. Did you read that piece? I did not read that piece. And, you know, I I think, uh, you know, this individual is just simply not in the majority. Um, I I rewatched an interview Paul Ryan uh, gave today to Hannity. And and that's kind of one of the things that Hannity asked him squarely is, you know, do you hear many of your members complaining about the president behind closed doors? And, and Paul Ryan said, absolutely not. That's not that's just not something that you hear in the House. So, you know, if that did, in fact, happen and it was a, a congressman, he's in the in the very small minority of individuals who haven't gotten on um, on board with the people's agenda. Yeah, he made you know, this guy made a really stupid statement. And look, I know Eric and I look at this and I'm wondering if he didn't just eat something bad for dinner last night and dream all of this. <laughs> But the, the bottom line, he made he made the, the statement that, um, hey, uh, you know, uh, this guy just just you're saying that you hate the president. He says, yeah, he won my district, but I'll probably lose it this time around. And I, I'm just shaking my head and I'm going, I don't believe that this is a, a true interview. I, it's, it's it sounds too much like a hit piece, to be honest. And Eric has never been a Trump supporter. Right. And, um, you know, if the president won your district and now you're saying you're going to lose it, perhaps you should take an introspective <laughs> look and step back and, and ask yourself why. And maybe it's because you're giving interviews like this uh, behind a grocery store and not getting behind the president's agenda. Um, you know, that might solve a, a few of this congressman's problems if indeed the interview did happen. OK, so I got just a few more moments with you. Tell me about this book. I'm hearing about this book that you've written. 
Yeah, that's right. It's uh, called the New American Revolution, the making of a populist movement, and it was pretty awesome experience. You know, I traveled the country, talked to Americans um, who had all sorts of struggles, losing a loved one on the VA wait list or, or losing a loved one to terrorism in East France and profiled their struggles. You know, I, I thought it was important to profile the people um, who made this election happen. And, and that's what I set out to do. It was an eye-opening experience for sure. Yeah. What's the most, uh, what's the most uh, unique thing that you experienced during the time you were doing all these interviews? Definitely um, sitting down with the mom who lost her son and husband and, and the Nice terrorist attack when that mm. truck rammed through a crowd of people and, and hearing her very emotional story about both uh, why she supports President Trump politically, um, her call with President Obama, how it was uh, less than satisfactory, but ultimately um, how it wasn't an elected official, but um, her faith in Christ that got her through. So hearing her, uh, seeing her tears um, and, and talking to her and getting to tell her story was uh, just pretty awesome. Well, Kaylee, as far as you know, I know you're a spokesman for the for the party for the RNC. So you you tell me is has the party gotten to the point where they're tired of this whole Mueller thing? I mean, after what happened, where the FBI went in and got Trump's lawyer. I mean, uh, lawyer client privilege is under attack now. Uh, th- this is insanity. Uh, it, it's got to be stopped. It does. And, you know, now we're dealing with an overzealous prosecutor. It is confounding to me, absolutely confounding that his jurisdiction was was Russia and any crime stemming from Russia collusion. And in fact, there was no Russia collusions or crime stemming from that. But instead, you know, you you have, you know, this this southern district lawyer and the FBI storming Michael Cohen, the president's personal attorney's office, uh, literally taking the hinges off of the doors um, and, and doing so in a way that, in my opinion, uh, violate, violated attorney-client privilege and Alan Dershowitz's opinion. And, man, it's just it's striking. It's, it's unbelievable that you have a roving prosecutor engaging in this kind of lawlessness. You know, when you've got Dershowitz standing behind conservatives, the world is spinning backwards on its axis. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and what we know is Alan Dershowitz is a civil libertarian. Yes. So, you know, he's standing with conservatives because he's standing for civil liberties and, and, you know, good for him for doing so. I agree. At least he sticks to his principles. And we appreciate that. Uh, Kaylee, thanks so much for being with us. I, you, did, did Ryan say what he wants to get done now before he leaves office? That's my last question. Uh, he didn't lay out an agenda, but, you know, he is um, has a proven track record of advancing conservatism um, from pro-life uh, to entitlement reform uh, to passing Kate's law, all of these things he's done. And I suspect he'll continue to pass conservative legislation and hope and pray that uh, the Senate takes it up, because that's where our real problem is, is um, our lack of a, a strong majority there in the Senate. Yeah, maybe that's a leader we won't miss. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, <laughs> I, we support Mitch McConnell here. I know he's you do. A, Yes, we we love all of our Republican leaders. I got you. Thanks, Kaylee. We appreciate you. We'll be seeing and talking to you down the road a little bit, Kaylee McEnany. And don't forget about that new book of hers as well. It'll be something to look up and maybe put on your Kindle and read uh, here in the near future. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a change when Ryan steps down completely. I know there's a lot of people don't like him. I think he's done an admirable job. I mean, he's really, he's tried. When you've got a party that, is fractured like the Republican Party is right now. I think he's done a a, a yeoman's job in being able to uh, sew together the uh, coalitions that he's needed to do uh, to get things passed. And as Haley was saying, hey, look, 
passed abortion bills, uh, just a lot of stuff. You know, sanctuary cities against sanctuary cities, a lot of things that the only reason they're not law right now is because of the ignorancy of uh, some over in the in the Senate. Just crazy. I mean, look, the Democrats are sticking together. Manchin in West Virginia has stuck with his Democratic colleagues. I believe he'll lose his seat in uh, West Virginia. He didn't even want to run. He decided to, to stick with it after he was begged to run. I mean, he waited to the very last moment to say, yeah, I'll run again. I'll be the sacrificial lamb anyway. Uh, it's going to be an interesting 2018 election come November. It's going to be an interesting uh, election 2018 come primary day here in, uh, here in the state of Arkansas. Don't forget that at 5 o'clock today, tell your friends, get on uh, Twitter, get on your uh, Facebook account, uh, get pick up your phone and tell them that Jan Morgan will join me at 5 o'clock today. And when Jan comes on the Dave Ellswick show, uh, she doesn't disappoint. She says what she she thinks. Uh, she's outspoken, and I'm sure that she'll be that way again today. I look forward to the interview, 5 o'clock here, uh, not too long from now. So don't forget, coming up at 335, got to get a break in here in a second, but at 335, uh, we're going to uh, have uh, Tom DeBario uh, De, De on. He's the former uh, governor of uh, California, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about uh, uh, the uh, the world of Syria, getting serious over in Syria. Uh, story came out today uh, that a satellite photo showed Russian warships leaving uh, Deepwater Harbor in uh, in syria that's not good news at all all right dave ellswick show let's get a, our break in let me remind you about what david lucas has got going he wants to remind you that conventional wisdom will tell you you should delay claiming your social security to maximize your benefits but that that strategy today could wind up costing you tens of thousands of dollars now there's a lot more to claiming your social security benefits than you know your decision could try, uh, you know, could really set off an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. Ultimately, it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. So learn how you could avoid this with a free, uh, a free, pardon me, a free customized Social Security review from uh, David Lucas of David Lucas Financial. They're here in North Little Rock. Dave's a published author. He's hosted the David Lucas Show. Airs right here on 101.1, The Answer, at uh, 10 a.m. Saturdays. And if you save $200,000 for retirement, you can be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free review. Then call right now at 501-653-6690. 501-653-6690. Again, 501-653-6690. Sixty-six ninety. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show coming up after the news at the bottom of the hour. As you know, if you've been following uh, national, international news at all, things have heated up significantly in Syria. The president uh, canceled his Peru trip uh, to stay at the White House so that he could be kept uh, in the loop on any new developments there after this gas attack uh, that uh, happened uh, there in, in Syria. And Assad has 
uh, definitely put himself under a bullseye, to say the least. And the Russians are saying, don't do anything, America, blah, 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 blah. Now, see what Russia's trying to do, get themselves a really good foothold uh, in Syria, uh, along with the Iranians, who kind of are friends with them, although Iran doesn't uh, keep friends with about anybody, to be honest. It's all about Iran. So we're going to have to keep an eye out on that. Uh, the president uh, did a little saber rattling today, uh, made the statement that, uh, you know, Saad and them should be paying attention. Uh, there will be some new missiles coming uh, their way in the near future. I mean, there's got to be some kind of response here uh, on that particular subject because Assad has been basically giving most of the world uh, a, uh, a um, you know, the finger. I mean, that's what he's doing, but throwing the finger at everybody and just saying, you know, if I want to kill my people, I'll kill my people. And a lot of people say, well, you know, let the, the, his people overthrow him. Well, they're trying. They're trying. And then you get all these other factions that have, have gone on, gone in as well. You got ISIS fighting in Syria. You got Iran fighting in Syria. You got Russia with a presence in Syria. And, uh, this is not good stuff. You don't, you don't need all these problems going on in the middle of the middle East. And now Russia using uh, part of the Syrian ports as a deep water port for their Navy. That's not good at all. That's something that we're going to have to keep a very, very close eye on. So, uh, we're going to have to find out what, what, uh, you know, what the president is going to do. I was talking to somebody about this earlier today and, uh, was hoping that the president will pay real close attention to, uh, the generals who are giving him, uh, information, Mattis and others, because I know sometimes, and we've all seen sometimes, uh, that the, the president, uh, turns and does, you know, what he thinks is best, which is that that's what you have to ask of your leader is to do what he thinks is best. However, uh, he needs to, pay attention to the people that he put on his cabinet who are giving him uh, what they believe is, you know, uh, serious information to make his decisions on. I mean, if we take Assad out, the thing that I would hope that everybody's thinking about, if you take Assad out, uh, who takes his place? You know, is it Iran? Is is it going to be some, you know, some kind of uh, Russian proxy or, uh, is it going to be a, you know, is ISIS going to, you know, rev up their, uh, opportunity? Are, are there enough Syrians in Syria, uh, that can legitimately put together a push, uh, to put, uh, you know, a true, I don't know, uh, leader in there that, uh, democratically elected. I mean, we'll, we'll get into all of these questions. Uh, in the next hour and talk about them because there's, it's stuff that you've got to think about. It's things that you've got to consider. I mean, I wish I could get Nikki Haley on and talk to her, but, uh, you know, she's not like making time for every radio station in America right now. And so it, it's an important 
it's important considerations because that place is a powder keg and what happens there can truly reverberate all across the middle east and we don't want something like that to happen where you have you know a small country uh that something happens in and it spills its toxic bile uh, all over the rest of the middle east and and uh, you know causes uh, people to do strange and ignorant things so that that discussion is coming up now with tom del uh, uh bach carol tom Bacaro, who was the uh, former gop chair of california he'll be with us he can talk about what's going on over there and uh, we'll get into a long discussion on this if you want to join and ask some questions you can do that a two three oh nine six five coming up in three o'clock grover norquist is going to be with us today uh americans for tax reform he'll join us and then also uh, we'll be uh, joined by Akash Chaguli, who is from uh, Americans for Prosperity's National Policy uh, Directorate. We'll be talking to him as well. But right now, we're going to take a pause for our, our good friend and uh, see what Mr. Starnes has for us. We continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, Safari Pets has their big anniversary sale happening uh, this Saturday, and you will not want to miss it. Get by their store uh, at 808 West Main in Cabot so you can pick up one of their uh, Safari Pets, like a postcard size uh, handout that gives you um, a coupon for 50% off of one item. Uh, This is for Saturday, April 14th. They'll be giving out free gift bags for the first 100 customers. Uh, they're they're going to they're gonna have a great time. They're going to have a fantastic time. Uh, last year I was there. That place was just packed, and people were saving big green. I'm just telling you, a lot of money. So uh, help them celebrate 17 years at their Cabot location, and then ask around and ask them where their new location is going to be. They're going to still have the Cabot location but they're going to have their second location very soon. And you'll ask around at uh, Safari Pets and they'll share it with you. At Safari Pets, 808 West Main in Cabot, their phone number 501-628-0067, safari-pet.com on the internet. And remember, they have everything you'll need for taking care of your pet or pets, whether it's just a bird or a dog or a cat or, you know, something more exotic like a scorpion or something like that. All of that uh, at Safari Pets. All right, I was, I was just talking a moment ago about what was going on in Syria. And today, the president, you know, let Putin know that uh, they should be getting ready for American smart missiles going to Syria and then blasted Putin for partnering with the gas-killing animal Uh, you know, Bashar uh, Assad. The U.S. president issued the extraordinary threat on Twitter following comments from senior Russian officials that Putin's military would strike U.S. bomb sites in retaliation to American aggression. How America and Britain could wage war against Syria and its major ally Russia uh, is a big question. And, uh, you know, Sounds to me like 
you know, the Russians are blowing smoke. Last thing they want to do is hit one of our installations. That would be a bad, bad choice, to say the least. Uh, The uh, president said our relationship with Russia is worse now than it has ever been, and that includes the Cold War. There is no reason for this. Russia needs us to help with their economy, something that would be very easy to do, and we need all nations to work together. Stop this arms race. A Russian foreign ministry ministry spokeswoman said about the tweet, smart missiles should fly towards terrorism, not a legal government. Yeah. You know, they're backing uh, Assad. You know, like I told you earlier, uh, they've seen warships coming out of the port there at Syria. That's not good. Iran's involved over there. There's a lot of bad actors involved. In fact, Tom uh, uh, Del Bacaro, who is a, a former GOP chairman of California, joins us. He's going to be here on the Dave Ellswick show now. And uh, Tom, th- th- this has gone from looking bad to being worse now. Yeah, it, it's not good. Uh, we we hearken back. We need to remember that Syria is a client state of Russia and has been for decades. It's Russia's footprint in the Middle East. And the way they look at it, Syria and Russia look at it, both bad dictatorships, they say, well, America has a footprint in the Middle East in Israel, so we get to have Syria. We can quibble with that, but that's their mentality. Beyond that mentality of theirs is Iran. And Iran is is funded in part by Russia. Iran's nuclear capacity owes a lot to Russia. And the idiocy of Obama's Iran deal has given Iran billions of dollars, which they are using on the ground to support forces in Syria. There is no easy answer. The United States isn't going to go invade Syria and throw anybody out. And short of that, that means that Syria and Russia are going to continue to be bad actors. Yep. The question is, the question here relates to chemical weapons. And ever since the use of mustard gas in World War I, the international community has been outraged by that. And this is actually a red line that existed for decades until Obama was weak on it. And the Trump administration really has no choice but to drum up international support highlight the situation, and retaliate or punish in some particular fashion. Yeah, we couldn't have been happy, though, seeing warships pull out of that port in Syria. That's not good. Yeah, no, of course that's not good. Uh, And and look, they're going to attempt to do certain things. It'll be interesting if these smart missiles go off and how many of them actually do hit a target versus to see what uh, any missile uh, uh, power or abilities that Syria has. We're going to have to see if if they can do that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, you cannot let the use of chemical weapons stand. The world is, is getting more dangerous at the same time in America the FBI is out of control and weakening mm-hmm. a presidency. Now, yeah, think about this. We, we got 
Assad over there with chemical weapons. We, you know, he's shown that he has them. Obama, you know, drew his red line in the sand and then didn't do anything when they stepped over it. Uh, then you, you turn around and, uh, you got Iran that's in there who is one of the biggest provocateurs in the Middle East and the biggest supporter of terrorism in the uh, Middle East. What's to keep them from handing out, you know, the Hamas and Hezbollah and others to ISIS even, uh, hand out, uh, chemical weapons to them. Oh, or a nuclear weapon. There's no question about it. I mean, Iran is xenophobic and, and irrational. Russia is actually very bad in many ways, but it's, it's very rational. Iran is not rational. Ten years from now, you and I could be on this on the same uh, radio show saying, you know, Iran handed out a dirty nuclear bomb. Yeah. That is how difficult things are. And, and it highlights you know, failures over time of to to call some of these people for account. We shouldn't be funding Iran. The Iran deal was never a good idea, and it's complicating factors even more. Well, Tom, what do you what do you think about this uh, spokesperson for Russia threatening U.S. installations nearby? <laughs> uh, I, first of all. It, and I know you know this, and you agree with me on this. Russia hasn't specialized in being truthful through its spokespersons or ambassadors or anything else. Oh, I agree they with that. Serve, yeah, they serve a specific interest, which is to muddy the waters. They don't always go through with these kinds of things, as you pointed out. But I look. As you saw, much of diplomacy is uh, what we, you know, tit for tat. And if we send these bombs and degrade Iran, uh, Syria in any measurable way, I expect, just like when we kicked out diplomats for what Russia did, that they will kick out diplomats. Do I think they're actually going to be bombing American property? No, because that is such a different level oh yeah it's not <laughs> it's not russian soil where or uh armaments we're going to be hitting it is syrian and that's a different level yeah i mean yeah you hit americans you kill americans and uh you know and target americans and uh, and they die that's an act of war yeah yeah it is an act of war and again, it would be on what American soil, right? That's correct. That's a different that that is a, a different level of engagement. I don't look for that to happen at all. Um, but why not threaten it and see if you can forestall action? That's their, that's what they're doing right now. Well, I think you know the president did the right thing in that you know he he told Putin that hey we're going to do something to Assad, and hey look we can help you you know, with your economy, we've got things that we can help you with. And why don't you take that route? And instead of this belligerent route, I mean, I, I understand, right. you know, Putin wants to look strong in front of his people. I understand that that's Vladimir Putin. That's the old KGB guy doing what he always does. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And Trump is the classic, uh, carrot in a stick. It will give you a carrot if you want to do 
what is normal in the international community and will carry a stick if you go beyond it. Uh, we'll, we'll see with this. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Russia is emboldened because the American presidency is being weakened at home. And, and what's interesting is that many times the dynamic is, as we saw with Bill Clinton sending missiles over uh, it re- related to Osama bin Laden, there's this issue of did Clinton act because he was trying to deflect criticism at home only this is a very real situation in in with regard to chemical weapons. And, you know, the Trump Trump as president has shown he's done it before, and he's going to do it again. But it is very wrong to weaken the American presidency just so you can get into office like it's happening today. Yeah, let, let's change our, our topic, and let's talk about Mueller, and, uh, and let's talk about the FBI, and and all that that's going on here in our country, uh, we we have literally a um, you know a, a, as the president said a witch hunt going on. Mueller, who is supposed to be looking into collusion in the election, is doing anything but now. I mean, he's he's dropping bombs everywhere he goes, no matter what. The FBI has raided uh, you know Trump's personal lawyer and uh, is is looking for anything. I mean, this is the thing that you worry the most about, some kind of special prosecutor. Yeah, it, it's it's absurd. And and the end game for this is clearly for him to put together a, a report of horribles, as I call it. He's going to put together a, a list of these many items, and ha- and somehow it's going to get out. You have Jim Comey this week saying, comparing Trump to a mob boss, which is uh, just, well, Comey's a known felon. He's admitted to it. But to say those kind of things, it's how irresponsible he is. And you're right about this with with Mueller. Now he's just, I I can review everything that's gone on by anyone related to Trump, and that's my charter. And that is so antithetical to the Fourth Amendment I can't even describe it. It will be the defense of anyone who is convicted, and I believe that it will be thrown out. But that's not what they're after. They're after the salacious material now and and hand it to the Democrats in case they win the House because they're going to be pushing for impeachment, and America's going to explode. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, we... I, mean, I, I don't know if you saw that Devin Nunes is threatening to impeach the FBI director and Rosenstein for failing to hand over a two-page document that they've asked for 18 months, and there's no legal reason that they shouldn't have handed it over. I mean, this is going to be the ugliest year in American politics since John Adams signed the Sedition Act and people went to jail in America for, for dissent against John Adams. I mean, it's just going to get ugly. Yeah, and with with that thought, what what about this other report that the FBI has lurking back there, or, or the DOJ? I don't know which branch of the government has it, but we have been led to believe it would have been out by now. Are they are they withholding it right now because they think it's too it's too incendiary? <laughs> and you're talking about the Inspector General. That's correct. Report. 
coming out of the FBI, uh, and which is, by the way, the reason why Andrew McCabe was fired, because in, it, it's very obvious that McCabe lied, although they used the euphemism for it, and he was fired internally, and that process was part of the inspector general's report. I think I don't think there's any doubt that Mueller acted precipitously and in a, this spectacular fashion, and Comey was pushing to get out there so that they can get their punches in first, because when when the inspector general report comes out, and you know, starting in February, they said it would be a month, so who knows exactly when it is, it's going to be very troubling, along with when the Republicans produced the uh, the two-page document, which was the basis for starting the counterintelligence against the Trump campaign. Mm -hmm. All of these things are going to come out, and this is why, <laughs> you know, I wrote the book, The Divided Era. This is, this is going to be a, a very divided year. All right. With us is the uh, former... Uh, GOP chairman of California, Tom Del uh, Bacaro. Hey, hey, Tom, did you hear uh, the the um, Governor Moonbeam uh, says that he's going to send 400 National Guards troop uh, to the border, but they can't do anything that the president's asking them to do because they can't get involved in immigration uh, things. Uh, and he's <laughs> he, I I predicted this. They want to cause a constitutional crisis. When the the point of the president calling up the National Guard is to transfer authority. And, of course, Jerry Brown wants wants to uh, have this issue be in the press because that's what Democrats do in this state. That's how they get good press. Uh, we're going to see where he's he's also wrong. They're in they're They're allowed to be at the border and assist in that. Process. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, we'll it's, have it's to absolutely. see how that plays out. Yeah, Governor Moonbeam is up to his old tricks. You know, I understood the people of California making him governor the first time because, you know, sometimes you make a mistake on who you put in office, but to put him back in, <laughs> still to this day, I still don't understand it. Do you? <laughs> well, <laughs> can I plead the fifth? Yeah, you can plead the fifth on that one. That's fine. Hey, I got to get a break in. Can you stay for us with uh, a, f a few more moments? Sure. Okay. Sure. We'll come back to Tom here in just a second. Talk a little further with him. Don't forget about Sonny's Auto Salvage. Get yourself a transmission. Get a motor. Uh, and, and know that Sonny's has the me the mechanics and take and technicians to, to do all the work you need done uh, to have it put into your car. Not only is that, can they do that, but they're going to give you, you know, the kind of warranty you want. You want one, you want two, you want three years, parts and labor. You want unlimited mileage during uh, the time that uh, your warranty is, is in effect. All of that is uh, yours at the, um, you know, asking. That's all you got to do. You need to call RD at uh, Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. If you need a small part like I'm. I, I'm, I'm dealing with a, uh, a car wash right now. They ripped off the back, uh, windshield wiper off of my, my SUV. And, um, I'm, I'm trying to get them to, you know, nicely pay for that. And then letting me put, uh, get it put on, uh, and I'll do it through using Sonny's. 
and they'll put it on for me and it won't take any time at all. So whether it's a small part or a big part, like a, you know, a transaxle or a, or a transmission, it's all there at Sonny's Auto Salvage. The number is 982-7451. That's 982-7451. All right. The uh, former GOP chairman of California, Tom Dill uh, Bacaro, is our guest here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We just have a few more moments with him. And, uh, Tom, let me get your take. I talked to uh, uh, Kayla today uh, a little bit, uh, um, McEnany, uh, about this, and I want to see what you think. Uh, Ryan has said that he is, of course, not going to run for re-election. Do you think that he sees the writing on the wall, that uh, he thinks that the Republicans are going to lose the House, or is it just like he said, he just wants to spend more time with his family? You know, many of us uh, like the the notion of term limits. And then when a guy (laughs) after 20 years in Washington self-imposes the term limit, we question him. That's sort of the the, the can't win either way kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Look, he's been there. He's been there 20 years. And it's a contentious, difficult job. You can talk about a job where nobody winds up liking you. Can you you give me a, a, a list of more than two of the loved uh, uh, speakers of the house. No, it's, it's a brutal job. So uh, my understanding is that there is a strong look. He has young kids and he's not going to, and they're growing up without him. And for a lot of people, that's, that's not worth it. But let's be clear. This is a complicating pro- uh, process or development. It's going to be, it's more difficult today for the, for the Republicans to hold on to the House than it was three months ago, and this doesn't help it matters anymore. All right. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. I still say we hold on to the House. It may, ab- it right. may, be, a, may be a very narrow margin, but I still, I still think Nancy Pelosi would be crying in her beer, uh, you know, and maybe even pop a, pop a, you know, a, a wrinkle back on her face uh, because she will not pee. Speaker of the House again. All right. Uh, well, look, that'd be terrible for the country because it's very simple. They get the House, they're going to impeach, and they're relying on on Mueller to do it, to help them do it. I got you. Appreciate you, Tom. Thanks so much for being part of the show today. Okay, Tom uh, Del Picaro here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He is, or he still is, the uh, former GOP chairman out of California. Joins us every once in a while to talk about politics in this case. We wanted to talk about Syria some. All right, we're out of time here in the first hour. Coming up, second hour, talking taxes, tax reform, and uh, what does that really look like? Uh, I got to tell you, it it doesn't look like, in my mind at least, my mind's eye, what our tax force is doing uh, up there in the Capitol. Just doesn't look that way. Mine looks like you know, maybe closing up loopholes so you got money so that you can cut, you know, the the taxes that corporations are paying and that I'm paying and you're paying not to grow government. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay tuned. We're coming back. All right, into the 3 o'clock hour. Don't forget, 5 o'clock, Jan Morgan will be with us here in studio. Be able to listen to her. You can watch it. Go to facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. We broadcast every hour now on Facebook so that you can see the people that are on here with me, hear what they're saying, and uh, you can comment as well. 
this hour, I want to talk about uh, tax reform. And if you're going to talk about tax reform, you need to talk to the man that uh, knows everything there is to do about uh, taxes. And we're waiting for Grover Norquist right now. He's the president of Americans for Tax Reform. Uh, we're going to discuss that with him. And then uh, from Americans for Prosperity, the national policy director, uh, Akash uh, Guguli is going to join with us. And we're going to talk to him about how Arkansas needs real tax reform and, and not what they seem to be thinking about in this uh, tax task force that they have going on right now and having these meetings about. So we'll get Grover on. I think it's Friday, Friday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, because they're having the big uh, uh, tax get together going on at the Capitol uh, Friday. And that's uh, tax freedom day. That means everything you, you make after Friday is yours. Everything that you've made up to this point is how much uh, you're paying in taxes to the federal government, to the state government, to your local government, uh, to uh, companies who are charging you more for, uh, you know, products because they've been taxed. All of that you pay. I mean, just bottom line. Grover is with us now, I understand. So Grover Norquist, the president of Americans for Tax Reform. So, hey, Friday, we're free again, uh, Grover. We'll, we'll finally have paid everything that we are we are required to pay this year to all the uh, the government and all the great jobs that they do well we have a real challenge we did get the tax cut through this year yes. which uh makes things a little less painful and uh will be increasingly helpful as you know 90 percent of americans uh pay less taxes every two weeks uh less money is withheld they get to keep more money um huge step forward. Um, and uh, 91 million households, 91 million households um, get to have a um, lower utility bills because utilities have to pass on the federal government income tax cut. The corporate income uh, tax that they pay was reduced by this bill, and 91 million households will pay lower uh, utility bills. Yeah. And this is all good news. I agree. We're moving in the right direction. Uh, but it's going to take a while, uh, to make up for what Obama did to us over eight years. It's, you know, we hope that we get eight years with Trump so that we can continue to make, you know, legitimate moves uh, forward tax wise, regulation wise, etc. because all of that, uh, is important, uh, to reducing, taxation here in in america uh we're we're doing this right now I want, let me give you the scenario about what's going on in arkansas uh grover yes. I, wa- I want you to hear what they're doing what they they have what they're calling is their tax task force you gotta say that slowly because if you don't it just gets all discombobulated to, as you're saying it so what they're doing is they're going through the tax system here in, in Arkansas, and they're, and this is the, the mantra. Uh, tax reform does not mean tax cuts. Now, when I started hearing that, I started getting worried immediately. So they're going to close all of the exemptions that they can. The, the exemptions that they're talking about closing 
Uh, for years, we have fought to get food not taxed because I, I just think it's immoral uh, for the government to take the first bite out of your food dollar. And uh, we had got it down to where we were just we were about about a point and a half percentage point away from getting rid of it completely. Now, the Republicans are talking about bringing back the food tax because, quote, I guess they need the money. They're also talking about taxing medicine and then farm products and all kinds of stuff to the tune of about bringing in an extra $1.2 billion a year. Now, with that, are they saying they're going to return that money to the people? And the answer to that, Grover, is no. Uh, They have no answer for what they're going to use it for other than I'm thinking Medicaid expansion, perhaps, and and some other things. Uh, We are going ass backwards here in Arkansas, brother. It's terrible. The Republican state legislature is looking to run a a billion-dollar tax hike? That's about it. You got it. They don't see it that. Now, look, they don't see it as a a tax hike. They're they're trying to sell it as this is just, uh, this is just simplifying the tax code. That's their words for it. And, yes, we have a super majority in the House, and we have a huge majority in the Senate, and we've got a Republican governor, and this is what they're talking about. Okay. Arkansas is surrounded by states that have no income tax. Tennessee has no income tax. Texas has no income tax. Um, Missouri's looking to, to phase down their income tax. Um, the Oklahoma had a governor who was being silly, but they're going to get a reasonable governor the next time, and they're looking to reduce taxes. Uh, the next time, uh, Louisiana uh, had a governor who was trying to phase out the income tax, Bobby Jindal, um, but didn't happen, but that was their goal. I mean, it is particularly important that Arkansas, even more than other states, needs to phase down and eventually phase out its income tax. Now, you might do that simply by slowing the growth of spending and over time phasing out the income tax, or you could raise some sales taxes in order to speed up getting rid of the income tax. But why would you raise taxes on uh you know, sales taxes on other things, and just spend the money, that makes it much more difficult to compete um, mm-hmm. with the rest of the states. Now that we've taken the corporate income tax down from 35 to 21, and it's okay to invest in the United States again, there's another decision that somebody from Germany or Japan uh, or Canada has to make. Okay, we're going to invest in the United States because they have a low uh, national Corporate income tax. Right. Okay. But some states have no corporate income taxes and others have big ones. And so there is a competition among the states going on. Somebody may not have told Arkansas about this to be (laughs) employer friendly and to take that corporate income tax down and the individual income tax down and rein in government spending to do so. Um, this is very problematic. I mean, if, you, if one is raising taxes now simply to spend more money, you can do that in Massachusetts. Yeah. It, I mean, we're looking at, you know, we got these super majorities by saying that we were going to govern by like Republicans, and that's not what's going on, and soon we will not have super majorities again. 
We'll be back in the old, the Democrats are in charge of the House and the Senate and of the uh, the governorship. This is crazy. This is insane. I don't know what, what they're thinking. I don't know what they're doing, but it's insane. It was not that long ago that Arkansas was blue. It had a Democrat governor, a Democrat House, a Democrat Senate, like West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if when the Republicans take over, they raise taxes to pay the Democrats' bills instead of reforming government. I mean, it's not a reform of taxes to raise taxes. That's same old, same old. That is what the politicians have always done. A politician who raises taxes has told you they're not competent enough or smart enough to reform government to live within the means of the people. So instead of doing the hard work of governing, they say governing is too much work. I think I'll just raise taxes. Everything we were doing, smart, stupid, relevant, irrelevant, we'll just keep doing all that. Don't have to make any decisions. And if somebody wants to add more stuff on top, we'll just raise taxes to pay for that. That's how you end up as Illinois. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I I've got the governor spokesman on tomorrow. I'm I'm going to be talking about tax. this with them. What's What's the tax cut? I, look, Florida Governor Rick Scott's running for Senate in Florida, large state. They cut taxes every single one of his eight years by billions of dollars, and that is a state that has brought taxes down. Um, Tennessee's. Uh, used to have a tax, uh, it, almost no income tax, had a little tax on uh, savings and investment. They're, phase, they're phasing that out to make sure they're completely pure, no income tax. This is, this is a competitive world out there. Europeans have announced they think the United States is a um, tax shelter, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, um, the, the kind of thing that people complain about little countries in the Caribbean for being, right? Because we, our taxes are so low and they can't figure out how we're going to do it. Um, that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to compete. And the nice Europeans can send all their money over here and we'll create jobs if they're not smart enough to cut their rates. Gotcha. Grover, I know you didn't have a lot of time today and you made some room for us and I appreciate you. We're going to have to bring you here to Arkansas and let you talk some sense. How's that? I would love to. Big fan of Arkansas. Um, so let's get some tax cuts and I'll come down and play. We'll do it. Thank you very much, Take sir. Care. You have a great one. You now. Got it. Yeah. Grover Norquist, good friend and a, a smart man. We need to get him here, Russ. I think I'll get, uh, I'll put out the word now. If you're a businessman, you'd like to see Grover come here, you let me know. Get a hold of me, let me know. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll put together a lunch and have him speak and uh, get him in front of the, some of these politicians and, and talk some, some good sense to them and see if we can get some of this stuff turned around. We got, we've got to get the mindset turned around here in, in this state. All right, when we come back, we're going to hear from uh, Americans for Prosperity, their national policy director, uh, Akash uh, Chugul, is going to join us, and he's going to talk about how Arkansas needs real tax reform, and we're going to get into that here in a few moments on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we continue uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and Akash Chugul is going to join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show He's from Americans for Prosperity. He's the national policy director. And, uh, hey, Akash, we just got done talking to, to Grover Norquist. And uh, I was talking to him about kind of the back asswork way that this tax task force is going about things of uh, tax reform here in uh, the state of uh, Arkansas. 
I mean, are as you look at what's happening, are are you scratching your head and trying to figure out what the end game is for these people? Well, I think you know it, it sort of depends the way you look at this process. At the very least, I mean, we have to applaud the state of Arkansas for even diving into this process. I think Arkansas is unique in that uh, you know they're they're in a competitive part of the country, a low tax part of the country. And so while states across the country are getting more competitive with their tax code, the recognition that they have to do something about it in the first place, which is what this task force was uh, intended to advise about, I think is certainly a step forward. Now I think remains the question of what is this task force ultimately going to recommend? Are they going to recommend changes that do cut rates for businesses, cut rates for individuals, make the state tax code more competitive, more pro-growth, help increase investment, and, and also make it fair for businesses across the state that obviously remains to be seen but we're doing what we can to make sure that uh, arkansas mirrors successful state tax reforms that have been done previously elsewhere as well as obviously the great federal reform that we saw get passed here in uh, in december in washington all right so you guys are, are going to have a, a big event come on uh, tax freedom day which is friday and we you know grover and i had a a, a nice conversation about that that We've got to wait until, uh, you know, this Friday to be able to say whatever we make now is ours. It's kind of incredible. It keeps getting further and further away, maybe with the new tax uh, code that's going into effect that will roll that back some, which will be uh, exciting. But tell us what's going to be happening over at the, uh, the Capitol on this Friday. Absolutely. We have a really exciting event planned with the governor in the Capitol Rotunda this Friday. We invite everybody to come out, uh, hear the governor speak, hear, you know, Americans for Prosperity and and others will be there celebrating Tax Freedom Day and advocating for comprehensive tax reform in the state. And just for your listeners uh, who may not have heard of Tax Freedom Day, I think it's, it's a kind of interesting concept. Basically, what Tax Freedom Day represents is the day at which Americans have paid off their entire state, local, and federal tax liability. This year, that day is April 19th. Uh, in the state of Arkansas, it's April 7th, which, as you noted, is actually moving in the right direction, right? Tax yes. Freedom Day is three days earlier this year, thanks to that federal tax reform. Um, you know, your listeners don't need to be reminded what a pain in the butt it can be to file taxes. Oh, yeah. So what we're doing this Friday with the governor celebrating tax freedom day and laying out the case for state tax reform in Arkansas. Yeah. So why don't you lay out for my listeners what AFP thinks that, uh, tax reform, real tax reform should look like, uh, here, uh, in the state. What are, where should they start? Absolutely. I think there's two key things that, that we have to look at in the state of Arkansas. One obviously is tax reform, but you cannot have that conversation without significant real spending reform and spending constraint as well. And those are the two big points we're going to make at the event on Friday. As far as taxes are concerned, you know, we're really, really emphasizing cutting the individual as well as the corporate tax rate. And there's, there's a couple of major reasons for this. One, as far as the government is concerned, those are very volatile taxes, right? Revenue goes up in, in good times and revenue goes down in bad times. It's very dangerous for states to budget to be heavily dependent on individual and corporate income tax rates. As far as the individuals and businesses and the economy are concerned, those taxes are also very distortive. They harm investment. 
They harm return on investment for businesses. They obviously reduce take-home pay for individuals. Um, and so we're really, really encouraging the state to cut individual and corporate tax rates. Now, what can they do to make up some of that lost revenue? This is where something that's really unique to Arkansas comes into play. The sales tax in Arkansas is riddled with exemptions, cronyism, carve-outs, and the state also gives away tens of millions of dollars in corporate welfare. We're advocating for the state to get rid of loopholes in the sales tax. Let's broaden the base of the sales tax, apply it across the board to final point of purchase on goods and services, get rid of the millions and millions of dollars in corporate welfare, business handouts, loopholes, deductions, so that we can even the playing field across the board and use that system to pay down rate cuts in individual and corporate taxes that are hurting the economy in the state of Arkansas. All right, we so, think that's, you know, simple concepts move the tax code forward. Okay, so let me hold you right there because here's what I see going on in this state at this time. I'm not seeing the cuts that you're talking about. I'm seeing spending that's going on and can, and continues to rise. And as it continues to rise, all of these closing the loopholes, as far as I'm concerned, then is for naught. Because if you're going to close all these loopholes and get this extra money in, instead of spending it that way, give it back to the people and let them spend it as they see fit. That's exactly right. You can't just get rid of those loopholes and then do nothing about the other high taxes or do anything about spending, which is why it's, it's important that if you close these loopholes, get rid of the corporate welfare, they have got to cut tax rates. You know, along with that, and as far as spending goes, that's a really important point, Dave. And this is really, really, I think, crucial for your listeners. From, from 1991 through 2013, after adjusting for population and inflation growth, even after accounting for that, spending grew 97% in the state of Arkansas Woo! after accounting for, for population and inflation growth from 91 to 2013. That's an enormous growth in spending. What we're advocating for is not just getting rid of some of the wasteful spending in the budget like the corporate welfare days, but really changing the process itself. And I think a really good model that your listeners might be interested in that I'm going to talk about here on Friday is what Colorado has. Colorado has what they call a taxpayer bill of rights. And it basically has, has three key provisions. First, any state or local tax increase has to be voted on by the people. But moreover, as it relates to spending, any increase in spending above the rate of population plus inflation growth from year to year has to be approved by the voters. And then if the revenue comes in above that level, if year-over-year revenue grows more than population and inflation grew, they have to refund that extra money to the taxpayers unless the voters say otherwise. Right. That provision alone in 26 years has refunded more than $3 billion with a B to Colorado taxpayers. It's a great check on the growth of government, a great check on, on taxes and, and spending. And I think a, a constructive long-term structural reform like that in Arkansas will really help pave the way for keeping government in check and ultimately allow them to pass comprehensive pro-growth tax reform that lowers the burden overall okay. and makes the state more competitive. Akash, hold on. we got to get to Fox News. I right, get back to Akash here in just a second. Let me remind you about PI Roofing and Home Solutions. You know, I've been talking about PI Roofing for uh, 15 years. Uh, they have done my roof before, did a great job. They've done other people's roofs that I know, did a great job. They did... Uh, you know, the Cabot Cinema's roof did a great job. They, they just do a great job on roofs. 
But Joel Johnson, uh, the owner of uh, PI Roofing, understand understood a problem that was there, and that was when the water gets in your house because of a leak, it does damage, and it's hard to find contractors that want to do the small jobs. They're looking for the big jobs. And so what Joel did is he hired the people necessary, put them on his payroll, and now when you have, you know, interior painting has to happen because, you know, the water that got into your house stained your ceiling or it destroyed some drywall or messed up the insulation, whatever it might be, he's got people that work for his company that can do the work for you to bring everything back up to 100%. And you only have one number to remember, and that's PI Roofing and Home Solutions. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a, a year, because let's just face it, uh, a uh, bad weather doesn't work on a, a nine to five uh, schedule. Call them. If you get a, you know some kind of leak in your roof, call them at 501-687-6246 and know that they can also take care of the problems that the leak has caused. That's PI Roofing and Home uh, Solutions. Back with you, Kosh, with us from uh, Americans for Prosperity. He is the uh, AFP National Policy Director, and I got several uh, texts uh, when you made the statement just a moment ago, Akash, that from 1991 to 2013, spending in this state had gone up nearly 100%. I mean, what was it, 93%? Was that what you what you said? 97%. 97, okay. So, you know, might as well say 100%. And people ask me if you, by any chance, have the gross figures in front of you. Where did it stand? start uh in 91 and what did, what did that spend where did that spending go to when it was found in 2013 you know i do not have those gross figures in front of me dave but i will definitely have them on friday at our event with governor hutchinson at the capitol so if your listeners want to make their way down there uh they will hear them there or we are uh, we're happy to provide you with them because that is obviously a very concerning figure uh that represents the growth of government um, that isn't obviously just bad for tax revenue, but as, as your listeners likely know, the more the government grows, the more it crowds out the private sector, and there simply is no reason for it to grow at that rate when the state and the private sector and people's pockets and their take-home pay is not growing uh, at nearly the same rate. Well, yeah, that, that's absolutely uh, true. And, and uh, I mean, how many of us over the, the, the last uh, short decade have seen a 97% increase in our pay. I mean, that's like, that, that, that's our wildest fantasies, uh, beyond our wildest fantasies. We're, we're happy if we get 2% a year, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. And the thing about this is, is Dave, this isn't rocket science, right? It's, it's difficult work, but it's not like it's never been done before. Not only have states done this before, and I think a really good model for, for Arkansas to look at is North Carolina. North Carolina, since 2013, has cut taxes every single year. But over that time, they've also kept the growth of spending underneath the growth of population plus inflation every year. So they've been able to keep government in check and cut taxes. The economic growth has resulted in revenue surpluses every single year since then. 
obviously helping their economy boom. And then you look at the federal reform. These reforms are relatively straightforward, right? You're cutting individual rates across the board. You're cutting the corporate rate. You're increasing the standard deduction to make it easier and simpler to folks, for folks to file taxes while giving them a tax cut from the bottom, if you will. These are concepts that lawmakers in Arkansas need to understand. They need to adopt. Uh, and this is what folks really need to be advocating for. And that's what we're going to be talking about on Friday at the Capitol with Governor Hutchinson. Well, I got to tell you what, then I'm not at all, uh, you know, going to be uh, sitting here and, and being nice when I say, hey, look, we could cut 10 percent of uh, state uh, finances uh, right off the top and, and make uh, make some real, you know, make some real big uh uh, noise doing that when I know that they've increased their revenue stream by 97%. I mean, that's, I'm stunned by that. I have not ever heard that figure before. Yeah, that's, I mean, again, that's, that's astounding, but here, here's the thing, Dave, that's, that's a remarkable number, but that's been a problem across the board. The vast majority of states have problems like that. And it's not a really partisan Part of an issue, right? Republicans have things they like to spend on. Democrats have things they like yeah. to spend on. You can look at anything, whether it's, it's corporate welfare, whether it's the Medicaid expansion, whether it's, you know, whatever the program might be that, that any particular constituency wants spending on. Lawmakers feel that heat from special interest groups. Uh, and the folks who are forced to pay for it are the ones who feel like they don't have a voice in the state capital. And that's sort of the average taxpayer. And in sort of the, the philosophical you know, policy world, that's basically this concept of concentrated benefit but dispersed costs, right? Gov- government spends and spends and spends to appease different special interests, and the dispersion of the cost across the state taxpayers is something that they simply never have to live up to. I'll tell you what, I can't wait to see and hear you speak on, uh, on Friday. Do you know about what time you'll be uh, taking to the podium? Yeah, so the event will be going from uh, right about noon until until two o'clock, two thirty. Um, I should be there, you know, hopefully by twelve thirty Arkansas time. But um, you know how the, how the schedule tends to go with things like this. But should be a really exciting event with Governor Hutchinson uh, and a couple other think tank folks and other advocates of, of tax reform and small government in Arkansas. So this will be a really exciting event to lay down the markers that we want to see and hopefully educate activists, educate lawmakers, and other folks who are interested in keeping Arkansas competitive, making Arkansas move forward, we have really upped the ante with the federal tax reform. We know investment is coming back to the United States. There's going to be economic growth. Arkansas lawmakers have got to do their part to make sure that this state gets theirs instead of having it go elsewhere. Well, their part is to get taxes under control and make those taxes the type of taxes businesses like, which is very little taxes. That you got that right. <laughs> That's the key. Hey, you got my attention. I'll be there on uh, Friday to catch the very beginning of this. I, of course, go on at 2 o'clock. I'll be there for the first hour and then make my way back here to the studio. But uh, this is going to be a whole lot of, uh, of fun, and we want to invite everybody there. Be there at noon. It's going to be in the rotunda. Is that correct? That's exactly right. All right. We appreciate your time, Akash. Thank you so much. Akash is the... Uh, Americans for Prosperity's National Policy Director, Akash Kukuli, and uh, he'll be, man, I don't know if he could have dropped a bigger bomb on my head than telling me that between 91 and 2013, we'd increased our spending by 97%.
percent. What was your if you if you if you went from that time over that amount of time, uh, Russ, which is a little over a decade, how much would you say you had gotten in pay raises? What percentage? I can tell you exactly from. Uh... I'll I'll have to I'll have to do the math. Yeah, well, you just give me a ballpark. How much? One percent. One percent. I think I have probably hit about four and a half percent. Nowhere near ninety-seven percent. What was the starting year? I think it was ninety-one, if I'm not mistaken. Ninety-one to two thousand thirteen. Let me make sure. Oh, I take that I back. Zero percent. Zero percent. Yeah, I got. Uh, I had I had a boss come to me and. Say, uh, well, we'll uh, we'll pay you this much, and I said, well, I want this much, and he said, well, how about I do it? How how about I pay you ten dollars an hour, which turned out to be the same amount of money he was already paying me. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Thank Nin- you, Jim. Nineteen ninety one to twenty thirteen. What it was, 1991 to 2013. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. A 97% hike. If you thought that your taxes were high in Arkansas, you're exactly right. Because they are. Spending is out, is out of control. Of course, they'll tell us we don't have a spending problem. We have a revenue problem. Sounds like to me we're spending... We heard in the two interviews we just had with Grover Norquist and then with Akash. What was the second point they made? You got to get the taxes, get those, uh, get those uh, 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 taxes that aren't being collected because you get carve outs for friends and things of that nature. You got to get those. And then what else do you got to do? You got to cut spending. You have to cut spending. And the, the money that you're saving by closing, quote, the loopholes, then you take that money and lower your taxes. Quit expanding government. Quit starting a new program. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we could do this? Well, yeah, it would be, but wouldn't it be even nicer to let people have more of their own money? I think that is more important than anything. You should have the ability to spend your own money, not have to worry about how much of your money the government's going to take because they think they know how best to spend it, not you. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, Friday noon is going to be the Tax Freedom Day celebration in the Rotunda. If you can be there, uh, you know, if you can't stay for the whole thing, that's fine. Show up. Let's show up in force at noon so that the... Uh, Elected representatives know we're watching. Dave Ellswick Show back in a moment. All right, we continue. Dave Ellswick Show. We're down to about 10 minutes. I I saw something today on my Facebook that I was stunned by when I saw it. Uh, it, it, it was somebody, a person who's a good friend of mine. And I'm not going to, I look, I didn't ask to, to uh, read it on the air. And yes, I know they posted it on Facebook, which means that, uh, of course, uh, it's, it's, you know, kind of like public, uh, property or whatever, but 
I still don't want to uh, share something that I, you know, I haven't uh, asked the person if I can share it. But this person said, uh, this person asked me, they say to me, uh, well, they didn't ask me, they, they posted and just said, uh, that this was some of, of their neighbors who did this. And, and they left a letter for her, I guess in her mailbox. And, uh, here, here's what the letter dealt with. She parks her SUV on her driveway. She don't park it in her garage. She leaves it out on the, on the driveway. You're going to love this. You got, you, you, you won't believe this Russ when you hear this. And this neighbor was upset. I don't know. I I've never seen this person's car, so I don't know if it's got Bondo on it. I know the person, I doubt it very seriously. It's probably, it may be a, you know, a car that's maybe five or six years old may not be. I don't know. Here's what I do know. This person was upset because they parked their car on their driveway and didn't park it inside their garage. And this person says, uh, to this person, if you've noticed everybody, uh, parks their car in their garage at night and, you know, we would like you to do it as well so that you don't lower the, uh, how much my home is worth. Now I would, to be honest with you, I would think that this was a joke, except that I know that the person who posted it wasn't doing it to get laughed. It was something that had happened to her. And, and I was, I was just stunned by this. And then they go on and say, and if you don't, uh, don't do this, I'm going to be forced to go to the, the, you know, the POA, uh, to the people who, I don't know that are, that are, are in charge of taking care of the covenant of the neighborhood. Do they have a covenant in their neighborhood that says that you must park your car in your garage? You can't leave your car, you know, parked on your driveway. I mean, I could understand if they said, Hey, you've got your car parked on your front yard and you got it jacked up and no wheels on it. That's one thing. It's another thing just saying that you don't have, uh, your, uh, you know, you don't, you're not parking it in the garage. I mean, I just scratch, scratch my head when people get crazy like this, absolutely get crazy. This is That's crazy stuff. And, uh, and then to add injury to the insult, they don't sign their, uh, they don't sign the letter anonymous, right? It's anonymous. If, if look, if you believe in what you, this person is doing is, is so terrible, the least you could do, it says, you know, sign your name. Of course, what you should have done if this was something you really thought needed to be taken care of, you should have walked down to their house, uh, knocked on the door and had a, a civil discussion with them. But you know, the person is such a coward. They didn't do that. An anonymous letter 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. If I'm, if I'm, I'm hoping that they're just blowing it off, because it's exactly uh, what I would do is completely blow it off. Would not at, have at all given that any kind of of uh, uh, secondary thought, except to think how you know piddling people can be about things. I mean, just because you, you park your car on your driveway. How in, you know, that is crazy. That is absolutely uh, nuts. Absolutely crazy. Just hard for me to get my, get my head around this at all. So anyway, bottom line, that really happened. That uh, the letter was posted right there on, on Facebook. Did you hear what I was talking about there, Russ? Have you ever had a neighbor from hell or whatever that would, you know, did they leave anonymous letters in your mailbox and stuff? Anybody had a neighbor from hell like that? Well, you would have problem. You, you might be able to know that you, it's a neighbor. I haven't had a neighbor from hell, but I have been the neighbor from hell. Okay. But did you, you never went, did you go to talk to the person first? If it was something that was, you know, out of the, I mean, it would have to be, I mean, if the person had parked their car in front of their house and had torn it all up and the pieces are laying across the yard, the person's not working on it, got the wheels off of it. That's one thing. But when you leave an anonymous letter in somebody's, uh, uh, mailbox and say, you know what, you're driving down the, 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 you know, worth of my home because you park your car in the driveway. I guess it's a good thing they didn't come. Uh, be glad if they were in my neighborhood and, and ask it because I'd probably punch them in the face. Well, there's a house right across the street from me that has been abandoned. They uh, said they didn't, they hadn't mowed the yard. She, uh, the, the lady left, left her, uh, uh, philandering husband's clothes in the house. The when we had that freeze back in December, the water pipes busted and water was coming shooting out of the side of the house so much uh, that it froze and is now was an was an icicle sticking out of the side of the house. <laughs> that was an ice chef sticking out of the side of the house. It was hilarious. My wife and I drove by <laughs> looking at it. We're going well. There goes that house. <laughs> They're going to have to tear that one to the ground and start all over yeah, again. You need to get a hold of the city. And oh, I called the out. police and I told yeah. them, I said, you need to do a welfare check on this place because there's nobody living there, but the pipes have burst and there's water shooting out of the side of the house now. Yeah. What did they say? I, they came by, they looked at it, they laughed, they got in their cruisers and took off. Yeah, that's as, that, as far that as I know, like they didn't city. even call City Water and Light and have them come over and turn the turn the water off. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't show up really quick and have uh, Little Rock ID cards for them because it had to be illegal aliens living there. Well, they they were American at one point. They uh, they they changed their names much like uh, Cassius did. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, I'm I'm following you on that one. All right, coming up. Joe and Duck are going to be in to answer your uh, car questions coming up at 5. Jan Moore going to be here to answer all your political questions. So if you have if you got questions, be ready to call in 
323-0965. The phone lines are hot for the next two hours here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Into the 4 o'clock hour we go, and in the studio is Joe and Duck, ready to answer any car questions that you might have here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, this hour brought to you by Bumper to Bumper and B&M Oil, along with Lucas. Uh, he is in this as well, Lucas Financial. And we thank all three of them for making the hour possible. Guys, uh, Joe, we missed you last week, but... I had to I crud. understand you're looking a lot better than you were a week ago. Oh, uh, you didn't want to see me last Wednesday. <laughs> but if you did, if you did see me, you'd have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it was bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I had that creepy crud throwing up and stomach virus, feeling like the flu bug and all that. It was horrible. Yeah, well, but it, it's not the flu. I know. It's just, uh, it's just a, a virus that's yeah. going around. Well, everybody at my house had it. Oh, and that's uh, the worst thing because a lot of times. It'll go around, and by the time it gets back to you, it's back you're, around again. Your immune system, you know, your immune yep. system, so far down, you catch it again, and then it's well. Can we do this twice? The guys <laughs> at the shop passed it around. And they finally got to me, and uh, I guess the person I worried most about it was my mother. She lives with me. She's oh, 88. Yeah. She got it, and she really struggled with it. You know, being a, a well, yeah. that age. But how's her? How's her health besides that? She's all right. She's, oh, she's uh, all right. Yeah, she doesn't take but uh, two medications a day, and that's it. No, that's Gee. good. Yeah. That'd be nice. It's just when she feels bad, it just makes her, you know, she doesn't, I don't oh, guess she, wear she her gets down up in the morning at 88, she probably don't feel real good anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just glad to get up. Yeah, yep. she is, and uh, that just, you know, makes her life really tough, but she's getting over it too, so everything's going on. Oh, that's good. I'm glad everybody's getting well mm-hmm. at your household. That's that's the key, man. One person gets it. If there's a lot of people, yeah, oh, it goes it's, through it's going through everybody. It's yeah. going to be a part. I got a cold from my grandson, and it went around to everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. got the cold. Yeah. It took about five weeks for it, it to all clear out. Around, yeah. Yeah. As soon as it got nice enough to open the windows up. Although, be honest, if it's real cold outside, just uh, go somewhere else and open the windows up. Turn off the heat. Let the house get cold. kills the bug. If it's bacteria, kill it. My windows don't get open at my house. I know. You can't. A lot of them you ain't gonna get them open unless you break them <laughs> yeah well he, my, my, he doesn't want to open his i can't mind screw shut what i'm yeah. talking about you know with his with all of his allergies so joe yes we talked to a guy here a couple of weeks ago about a uh oh four or five chevrolet pickup well, he come in seen me uh one day last week i don't remember what day it was or one day this week complaining about a rattle in his truck yeah. They had put the intermediate shaft in it, the lower shaft, you know, in the steering column. Mm-hmm. Done all that, put sway bar bushings and, you know, done some stuff to it. And he'd come over to the shop and he said, I'm going out of town for the week. Can you fix it while I'm gone? I said, Yeah, between now and Friday, I'll get you took care of. So Friday morning, I got Tim. I said, Go down and get on the gravel road right down here by me and, and tell me what's rather than he come back. He said, Need a lower mass jacket bearing. So I said, mm-hmm. Pull it out and I get you one. There was nothing left of it. Yeah. But the little bit of the plastic collar. Yeah. And he said, I've been fighting this thing for a year or so, trying to get that noise stopped. I've seen those before. I've had one of them like that. It sounds just like the intermediate shaft. Yep. And, and that's what they had put in, the intermediate shaft and the lower shaft. And You rock it back and forth with it, back and forth. You can hear it go clunk, 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 clunk. 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 
put your hand on it down there. Somebody put their hand on it, pull down on it, it'll quit. Wiggle it. Yep. And you'll know yep. where it's at. Yeah, that's what he done. I went over to Chevrolet and got one put on it. And he, I called him. I said, all right, Mr. Harris, come on up here and drive this thing. And he come up here and got in it. I said, the gravel road's right down the street here going to the old Slane River Bridge. And he said, I'll be back. He took off down there and come back. And he said, that's what I wanted. There you go. You know. Squeaks and rattles are tough sometimes. Yeah, you know, and. But you knew what it was immediately when you heard well, it? Well, had a pretty good yeah. ideal. I mean, you know. That's but, just working on cars for years, huh? Well, you know, sometimes other folks doing stuff to it makes the hunt a little bit easier because you know it ain't that. You you can eliminate that. Yeah. But, but, you know, still, squeaks and rattles, pops. Uh, you know, I had one the other day, and uh, we had previously worked on it. And he came back in, and he said, you know, I, I, after all winter long, the snow and ice and, you know, all the construction on the roads, he said, tracking out of my driveway, I go across an uneven surface. I got a pop in it. Yep. All it was is subframe, just tighten the bolts up yep. on it, and, and they'll they'll creak and, and pop, and it's really and, not and, anything and wrong, but like they're hard to falling find. off. Exactly. They make a loud noise. Yeah, it sounds like something, something's coming off of it, you know. I've had uh, school buses in there, and they bring them in there and say, hey, this thing got a bad popping in the front end. I think it's in the springs. Well, check springs. Nothing wrong with springs. Nothing wrong with the eyes. Check all the bushings and everything. Crawl back and look at the body boats, and they're all loose. Yeah. Because the rubbers have shrunk. and That's it. You go through there and tighten them all up, and then everything's great again, you know. And You was but, talking about the body boats. <laughs> How about them Ford trucks with the cab boats? Yeah. And the, and, and the cab bushings. Yep. You'll take them out of there, and there won't even be no rubber left, will there? I put a set in for He's got bolts. Fleming Elector here. They yeah. got five of them forged, and I put mm-hmm. we've put body bushings in every one of yes. them. Yes. And, and you would think that the, the rubber wouldn't deteriorate to the point where it's broke out, and there's nothing left there except a bolt and two flat washers. That's it. <laughs> That's got to <laughs> cause some squeaks and and no, rattle. Oh, the noise is on. Uh, you wouldn't. You, it's, you, it's unbelievable. Yeah, how it's very they rattle. Yeah. But the ones that we've been buying, we've been buying the aftermarket with the neoprene bushings and putting back in them. They'll last forever. Yep. Once you put the blue bushings in it, then you're you're through with them. But they do come apart, and I have seen a few on Chevrolet do that too, you know, yeah. that comes apart. Uh, well, especially you get into the 4500s, the way they're made, mm-hmm. the 4500 series, you know, Chevrolets, they they come apart regular. Yeah. But this guy with the, with the steering, I mean, he's – he said, man, look, I've been to three or four different places. You made him happy. And I said, well, I'll, I'll do my best. You know, I ain't going to get a new it. customer now. And he come over there, and I sent Tim down the road, and he come back, and he said, it is a mass jacket bearing. So I went to Chevrolet. And got, only place you can get to Chevrolet, can't get it nowhere else. And I went over and picked one up, and in about 45 minutes, he had it changed, and I sent the man on home with it. And he was tickled to death. You know, he said, he said I'll be back. But nobody else could figure it out. Well, they'd been just putting parts on it, you know, and, and he'd, you know, but uh, who knows, Dave? You know, it, it amazes me that people, especially people who are charging you to fix something, just go and, and change things, and it doesn't fix it, and they still charge you. Well, I, I'm going to I'm gonna be on the side of defense on a squeak yeah. and a rattle. Right? Hard to find. Now, sometimes, like the intermediate shafts on the GMs, those that year Real model bad. were horrendous for doing that. And, Real and bad. And so you you kind of you know he he might have had the bushing on the bottom wore out as well as the intermediate shaft. And so. it could have been that the shaft got the bushing out of That's it. That's correct. 
I mean, so, you know, I, I'm not going to say, oh, no. and, but but I know what you're saying, Dave, too. I, we get them all the time where they've been at other shops and the people have done, I don't know, one, I, I had one guy, he gave me a, uh, a five-star review on, on uh, Google because his, his write-up was, he said, you guys did in three hours what the dealership couldn't do in three weeks. We fixed his car, but I don't know what all they had done to it, but they had done some work to it, and I don't know what the charges were on it. It, it didn't matter to me. Right. You know, and, and if he wants to take it back to them, he can take my invoice back and say, this is what fixed it, guys. You did all this other stuff. If I got some money coming back, it don't hurt to ask. Yeah. Nope. I, I don't know agree. what to tell him, you know, uh, ex- except that, you know, you can go over and try. And, uh, and that yeah. makes sense yeah. to go over and try. Well, sure. I mean, at least tell the guy, you know, we talk about all the time. If you don't take it back to the guy that was working on it and give him opportunity to do the right Make thing, it right. that's, that's right. on you. It's not on him because no. he doesn't know. Right. Yeah, if it, you don't call and tell him, yeah. he has no idea. Yeah, give him an opportunity to do the right thing. I had a guy call me this afternoon. We had put a uh, a used engine in his Chevrolet truck, and it was towed in originally, and we did the work on it, got it done. The guy picked it up, and he called me the next day, and he said, over on the passenger side, the rain guard is broke on the back corner. I said, okay, I don't dispute that. I don't know whether it was broke or not before it got here. It doesn't make me any difference. I said, but I can tell you, you can't buy one rain guard. Nope. You can't buy a set of them. And I said, I'll make you a deal. You pay for half the set. I'll pay the other half, and I'll put them on free. Yep. And he said, well, how'd it get broke? I said, I'm sure it got towed backwards, and the wind caught it and broke it because the, the glue had come loose on yep. it. It was sitting there bouncing. You know? Most likely what happened. So if you do the right thing, everybody's happy. So but, he was happy after oh, that? Oh, yeah. He said, well, I'll be by tomorrow. I said, well, I just need to look at it and see what, what kind of guards we got on there so we can get pretty close to matching them but if they've been on there for several years you're not going to get a match nope. perfect there's no way and you can't buy one you gotta buy a set and, and they're gonna fade too you yeah know. exactly you know they're gonna fade out in colors and stuff and, and it's just something that you just do dave i mean things you know. happen and we didn't know that we had broken it because when it got there the, the, the tow driver probably didn't even know it broke either no. he probably even knew it looking was on the passenger side of the truck and the wind caught it, and it flapped it like that, and bent mm-hmm. it around and broke it off. Right. So, you know, it's just a matter of doing the right thing. I told the guy, I said, well, you know, I can't buy one. Yep. I said, so we're going to have to have a set. And I said, that means I'm going to have to do the other side, too. So, you know, the fair thing is I put them on free. You pay for half the set, and I'll pay for half of it. Go from there. I had Makes sense to me. About 20 my, bucks out of his pocket and about 20 out of mine. Yep. I had one of my good friends run his brand-new Tahoe through the, you know, the car wash deal Uh-oh. and i guess something was in the brush and be, it went be down careful, to be careful because now you're getting into personal areas well uh-huh. it went down the i'm side still of trying it. to wipe her blade huh? yeah it went down the side of it and the good thing about it it only scratched the clear coat that's good and so they took it over to the body shop and chat over and buffed it out and cleaned it up and it looks okay now we're good but well the, but, the one know, that i went to they snapped my rear windshield wiper right off i mean just snapped it right off it's amazing the worst part about this he said i didn't even look at it is on the passenger side until the next afternoon his wife started to get in and she said hey how's this get scratched up somebody you from about the door all the way to the back Ooh, yeah a little bit deeper and they'd had paint do some painting on it but they went over and sanded it and got it all got 95 percent of it out I'm just going to tell you, if you if you got to paint a panel, better to pay to have the car painted totally 
because matching colors mm. is not easy. This new color, though, they can get pretty close nowadays. Chad? Uh, it depends on who's painting and who's, yeah. who's matching the paint, you know. And the they last, blend the a last, lot of that stuff. The last too. time I saw paint job. Oh, I know. The last time we saw yours, it was that was that was a different thing, Dave. <laughs> I mean, we're talking two different. One was completely one part was colors. silver, other part was gray. Yeah, it was weird. Well, uh, the body shop guy that I know real good, old Chad, he painted one of these pearl white cars. You know, you you yeah. seen the pearl uh, white mm-hmm. car? It was a Tahoe. He painted it. it looked good in the paint booth. Uh oh. He backed it out in the sun, and I. He called me. I went by there to look at something else for him. I said, Chad, this thing ain't even close. He looked. He said, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Back in the paint booth, he went and scuffed it up, and they mixed him some more. And that time, it met. But in the booth, it looked, you know, it looked real, real close. But when he got it out in the sunshine, it was like day and night. I mean, you, you could tell. And But he... It looked good the second time when he got through with it, but you know he had extra work. He had to go back in there and sand it and and tape it all back up, and shoot it all again. But yeah, we were talking about paint jobs last weekend because mm-hmm. we were talking about the car and truck show that's coming up on June second, and uh, they were talking about a uh, guy doing it and put he put so many cover uh, coats of clear coat on the top of it. Yep, it looked like you could fall into the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them got it, guys. You know, you're talking about matching colors, especially, you know, some colors like gray and stuff like that are hard to do when they get age on it. And then you're trying to match the fender. It. But what they'll do is they'll blend that and fade it in. Back all the way, come back all the way on the door a little bit and blend it together. So yeah, you don't and then, then you don't that. have a straight line and the color changes. If you look at it, then it's a, it's just contoured. So you right. really can't see that they've done it. And that's the right way to do it. You know, they'll, they'll come back on the next panel and kind of blend it in. Well, uh-huh. As I was saying to the guys last week, that the thing that I saw that I couldn't believe was when we were doing the the remotes two years ago, and we were over at Danny's dad's, yeah, over there in Maumel, the Exxon there, and the guy brought that car, that car over, and I forget how much he said he paid to get it painted, but it changed colors, yeah, as you walked around it. Well, uh, yeah, that, you they added, call that that rainbow color it, it goes from blue to green to it was kind of reddish awesome. yeah, it's, it's 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 really unique looking oh chad he painted a 52 or three corvette and he stripped it i mean he had pieces scattered everywhere and he painted it back the original orange and white you know when it come out orange and white yeah and it looked like it paint was two inches deep on that thing when he got through with it it was, I mean, just what amazing. is it about the uh, the clear coat that causes that effect? That ma- it literally looked wet. Well, th- this was strange when he was painting that Corvette. He put that orange on there, and it looked it was, I mean, dull looking. It looked like it was covered, you know, and it looks white and blushed is what yeah, happened. He and, was painting that with lacquer, and then he went back and and scuffed it and buffed it. And then put the clear on it, and right man, good. it shined like a yeah. new dollar. I mean, yeah. it was. I walked a couple of days later. I went by over after he'd got through buffing on it and clearing it, and I said, "Chad, did you repaint this thing?" Nope. I just buffed it, and I sat I wet sanded it, and then I buffed it, and then I cleared it. And I mean, it. it but he had it, he had everything in the dash stripped out. They had the motor pulled out of it. They had it off the frame. But it looked. It, but it was a fifteen thousand dollar paint job. That's what I'm saying. That's a lost art now. 
painting like that. Chad used to paint airplanes out at the uh, for uh, uh, not Falcon. What's the other one? Hawker. The one oh, yeah, Hawker. Yeah, that's what he did. He painted airplanes out there for a living. Him and him and another guy that worked for him. They they painted airplanes and and he he said when you paint an airplane, he said when you start, you don't quit until you get to the end of it. Until you're done. He said because if you try to go back and stop and then try to go back he said it'd be a dull and a wet spot there every time he said when because they they use some kind of special plant for paint for planes yeah and he said when you start you don't quit until you get through that could be a long job you're talking about the paint blushing i had a 57 chevrolet one time painted it black black with lacquer paint right and it was high humidity that day so oh, we got cool. through that 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 car turned white yep Painted it with black paint, it turned white. Then you wet sand it, put your clear on. When you wet sand it, it turns back black. You put your clear on, there's black again. <laughs> Knock top off of it. Now, that's crazy. Well, the paints they use today aren't like that. Well, that's water-based stuff now. Yeah, it is. It's, that, a, it's the clear coat that mm-hmm. does everything for yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah, the paint, if you see him, when I know I watched Chad paint over a few times, and it's real dull looking until he pours a clear coat to it and then uh you know then it changes and it changes color it go from one color red to a real bright red you know like a far truck red you know right. when he paints it and i i can't do it so you just me him trying all right we gotta get a break in let's do that let's talk about bumper to bumper real quickly before we go to our break and parts are you guys lifeblood you got to have the parts you got to have them quickly so that you can get them installed quickly and get the car back in the hands of your customers yeah, the Certified Service Center from Bumper to Bumper, which me and Duck are both certified service centers, and their program is great. Uh, you know, they got all the right parts in the right place, which is here in town. It's not in Memphis or Dallas or someplace else, is it, Duck? Nope. And when, you know, they just got what we need, Dave. I mean, when we need it, they got it. And occasionally I'll call and throw them a monkey wrench, which I work on so much different stuff than they're accommodated to. Right. I'll throw a wrench in their system every once in a while. But next time I call, they got it. Yeah, if they ain't got it. They make sure they got it the next time. And their prices are right. And, and you know, the bumper-to-bumper certified service center, the warranty on it is 24 months, 24,000 miles. If you use their credit cards, it's 36, 36. Uh, and I want to make another mention about their safe route program they have. If you're a customer and you come in for any service at bumper-to-bumper certified service center, you're eligible for this service, which is safe route, which means you can get a lockout, a uh, out of gas, a jump start, a tow. Even, it doesn't matter where it's at or where it goes to. You just call the number on the card and pay the bill and then send in the card and send the information the and the receipt, and they'll reimburse you up to $75 three times a year, Dave. So they have actually got your back. They're here, you know, they're, they're, they're going to try and help you any way they can to make sure that you get your vehicle off the side of the road. Or if you just need a jump start or out of gas, they'll come help you out on a roadside assistance. Amazing. I mean, yep. that's really good. I mean, the bottom line sure. is, is that three times and then they'll reimburse you. That's better than most insurance policies. Well, you know, up to $75. So if you, yeah. if you, if you had a roadside service for a flat or just to put your spare tire on, cause you couldn't do it. They send somebody out there. They do it. You pay them. They reimburse you up $75. It's a pretty cool system. And, and speaking of that, I got a record buddy there in Benton. I was talking to him today. He was on his third lockout call today. Yeah, it happens regularly. 
third lockout call. People locking their keys up in the car. I, I never dreamed that many people did it, but he said it's anywhere from one to five a day. Well, I don't, you, I don't you, know why you do it. Well, unless you, you have an old car. Well, you, you lock, with the, with the power door locks on the door panel, and if you, you leave, bump you, them. you bump it getting out, and you think, well, I'm going to run in and come back out. Well, your car sitting there with a key in it running, but the doors are locked. Yep. Duh. Yeah. We see that a lot, too, where they actually left the car running. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get a quick break in. All right. We'll be back in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Juck, Juck, Duck, <laughs> and Joe. <laughs> That's a combination of two names. Are uh, here on the show today. 823-0965. 823-0965. That's the number to call with your questions. You know, if you hate paying taxes now, just wait until you withdraw money from your IRA, 401k, or other retirement accounts. Required minimum distribution. Bet you never heard of that. I hadn't heard about it until I started talking to David Lucas because that will force you to withdraw money from those accounts, whether you want to or not. Uh, and it can trigger an avalanche of taxes and every year could get more and more expensive. Now, David Lucas specializes in strategies that could reduce these taxes and save you thousands of dollars. He's a published author. He's the host of the David Lucas show right here on one Oh one, one, the answer. So if you've saved at least $200,000 for retirement, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free review now at 501-653-6690. If you want to learn how you could save thousands in taxes on your IRA or your 401k, then call 501-653-6690. And remember that term, required minimum distribution. You should be talking to the people who take care of your money so that they can explain to you how the government can do things like that because they can. All right. Yeah, go ahead and put it. There you go. Because they can and they want to. Yeah, because they want the money. Yep. Now, notice they don't say your money. They say our money when they start talking like that. This is our revenue. Yep. It's their money. It's kind of like this coin I found laying on your desk. You like that, don't you? Heads I win and tails Tails you lose. You just lost. Yep, that's exactly right. We're on on the tail side. Yeah. Yeah, we're. Oh, we're with a donkey. You're uh, you're beat no matter what with that coin. Absolutely. So, Dave, a while ago, me and Joe was talking during break about I got a customer who's got a Ford van, and she called and told me it was possessed. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I was talking, me and Joe was talking and I, you know, I, I got in, went for a ride with her and the door locks go up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And I said, no, nah, it's not possessed. It's got a broke ground wire. And that's when I left Tim was tearing the door apart to find it. Now, the reason he knew that is because I spent hours one time chasing one. He's been chasing it down before. before. I, yeah. I spent hours to fix about a two second repair. I'm going to tell you, sometimes the chase is, is harder than the fix because anybody can fix anything, but you got to know what's wrong with it before you can fix it. you got to find it. And if you got a short or a broke ground wire or a broke wire or anything, a communication problem, hey, drive you crazy. always the chase is harder than the fix. You may spend five hours looking for it and five minutes fixing it. That's like one of my customers brought in a uh, uh, Freightliner M2 chassis. He said, hey, I got this code in it, and I done put a new turbine speed sensor in it. I said, all right. So 
I give it to Ed, and Ed was checking it, and he come back here, and he says, got a broke wire somewhere. How much time do you want me to spend on it? I said, how much you spend on it? He said, oh, about 45 minutes. I said, uh-uh. Make you a twisted pair and overlay it. In about 30 minutes, he was through. But, you know, you could spend hours and hours and hours and hours looking for it. And when you do find it, it'll be a rough spot somewhere. You know, I, I usually we'll mess around with it for an hour or so. If you can't find it in an hour, we just overlay it. I had an infinity in there. It's got a key recognition error, security. And uh, the key that we got is kind of old, you know. It's like a 2010 model. So a guy come by, and he said, uh, what's going on with my car? And I explained it to him. I said, you know, and his complaint was excessive crank time. But it's got a key recognition error. So I don't know if that's it or not, but I need to get rid of that first. Got to repair that problem first. And I told him, I said, you have another key? He said, yeah. I said, well, just bring it over here, and that'll make the diagnosis on the key a lot easier. He said, well, can't you test it? I said, yeah, I can test it. Take about an hour, hour and a half to test everything but the key. Yeah. But if you'll just bring me the key, I can test that hour and a right half quick. is going to cost you 150 bucks. Yep. Bring me the key, and I can clear that real quick. Yeah, I can take care of that problem quick. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it's all relative in how you look at it because the time you take to chase something down, you have to charge for because your tech's involved in it and you're involved in it. And got my stall tied up, you know, and, and, you know, that's like I had one here not long ago that lightning got in it. Yeah, that's, well, lightning, there's no telling what all messed up. You know, and when I got it all down to it, it even ruined the key to it, you know, ruined the halo in it. Yep. But I had to replace all that. I had to have two original Ford keys, and you can't have one with you know they got some of the Ford keys got the fob made onto them, right? And then he had a he had a regular Ford key, which you know it was for the truck, but you can't do that when you're programming them. You either no. got to have two regular keys or two fob keys. That's it. So I had to go to Ford and buy a regular key, you know, for it, but you know, and put in it. All right, we got something to give away. We got a work light that you can charge up with a USB cable. And after you charge the battery up, if you don't need the light, then you can charge your phone off of it. Pretty yeah. neat. So it's a really good deal. And it's something that uh, we've given away before. Uh, be listening. I'll tell you when to start calling if you want to win that uh, and to check it out. Let's go talk to Mark in Maumel. And uh, Mark, how are you? And, uh, hey, you're hearing us pretty good over that Maumel area now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing Okay, good. Uh, What's the problem? I got a 2010 GMC Canyon, and uh, my dome light quit working on the driver's side. Driver's side, it still works on the passenger side, and I replaced the door jam switch, but it still still isn't working. And I know there's some switches on the dashboard. If you push them in or out, they are supposed to prevent it from coming on and off too. But I've got those in the right position. So I've got one of those electrical issues, like y'all said, that might take six hours, six hours to. Finding. Well, I, I don't I think that's going to be that difficult, to no. be honest with you, Mark. Uh, you're over in Maumel. You know where my place is on Crystal Hill Road? Yeah. If you'll just call over and talk to Steph and set up an appointment, I bet it's going to be a one-day deal, and I don't think it's going to be that much. No, that's what I was going to say. Probably won't be too much trouble. Yeah. But, you know, you, you basically have to start with, you know, and, and when we test it, we're going to hook a scanner up to it because we can go in there to the bo- the body control module and we can look at all that because everything's module controlled. Everything. That's why you can turn things on and off and all you're doing is requesting the module to do it. But, you know, it's 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 a different world. And as far as you testing it, I you know, if you just with a test light, you're going to be chasing your tail. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay. 
Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. All right. All right appreciate Mark. you Thank all. You. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, that's the easy way to do it. You know, send, take it over to Joe's. They'll track it down for you fast. Won't cost you much. Save you a lot of headache and heartache. We fix a lot of vehicles where people have tried to do their own testing, and they cause more problems than it originally had to begin with. And some of these new trucks, Joe, like some of the new 18-wheelers, you got to be real careful with a test light. Exactly. You can do more damage with a test light than what you're actually looking for. You can blow something quickly. I mean, real quickly. And if you got uh, something like an international truck, Dave. Yeah. Well, at the factory, when that truck leaves, it's got so many headlights, so many turn signal bulbs, so many clearance light bulbs. That truck is set for that. Uh-huh. And when you... Like you see all these trucks, you know, got all these lights down the side. Oh, yeah. You physically had to go into the what they call the ESC module and say, okay, I'm going to add five clearance lights to this. Turn me six more amps on. Yeah, they have the right amount of power. So it has the right amount of amps right. going to it to feed it so they burn right. But people don't understand that. They just start putting lights on, not realizing. And when you go in a computer to the ESC module and tell it, well, then it turned around and tells it, the alternator okay look we're gonna be burning a little more juice let's bump it up a little bit well that you know some trucks driving down the road i i i get a big kick out of them i mean they go by and it's like the sun road (laughs) they've got they've got a light every six inches on the whole truck oh yeah they dress them up they they like that kind of stuff well if you live in them i can understand doing that that's likely o'neill charles his his cv handle space monkey we don't call him Space Monkey. We call him a clown truck. Yeah, you told us that. Look, I mean, just like Ronald McDonald's truck. That would yeah. be very cool to see. Well, he's supposed to be there when we have the car show. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told us he was coming. Yeah, he's supposed to be there. Because, I mean, we we call it clown trucks because it's got Ronald McDonald's seats in it and everything. Right. We, we, we make a lot of repairs on vehicles where they have added what you call accessory lights, even though they're LED or they'll take out the original lighting package on the headlamps and parking lamps and try and put these led lights in yeah and, and dave that causes a lot of trouble because the modules are designed to work off certain such kind of resistance like the lighting control modules they'll have warning modules in them too to take when the lamp's out if you don't put the right bulbs back in that light will stay on even though it's burning because and, it's the wrong resistance and a lot of times you put led in a turn signal and on the rear they'll flash real fast because they think it's got a bad bulb. It's not pulling enough amperage. Don't pull enough amperage. They make a little old deal that you wire into it. Yeah. That makes it pull enough amperage to flash right. Now, Ryan, when he was here the last time, Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, these people go on the internet and buy these light kits for their cars. and said they're all screwed up because they're pieces of trash. He says, you know, go to bumper to bumper or whatever and get a good, light kit may cost you a hundred and quarter 150 dollars but your your headlights are going to work the way you want them to well it's all in in the quality of the kit you put on and how well the installation has been done okay from the work the kit is one thing buying a good kit's one thing but installing it and putting all the all the 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 relays and everything in place a lot of people they'll throw them in there and try to plumb up without you know putting the relays in it and they don't never work proper like they should work all right do you both do that yeah yeah people come to you with it you'll take care of them all right 
we spend more time fixing their screw-ups than anything. But, yeah, That's we what do I'm that. saying. Just buy the kit and take it to them. <laughs> and you don't have to have all the hassle that goes along with it. Uh, be the fifth caller at 823-0965, 823-0965, and uh, you can get this work light that we've been talking about. It's about a $45 value. Yes, it is. So uh, you call now, 823-0965. And while they're do- doing that and we're getting ready for our break, let's talk about B&M oil. We're talking about putting the right lights into your car. Car, Excuse me. Let's talk about number number five. Let's, uh, let's talk about the best kind of uh, oil to put in your car. Chevron Haviland. That's what we got in the shop, and that's what Duck's got, and... Uh, the product's fantastic. They got all conventional, synthetic, synthetic blends, all weights, uh, fantastic oil. The price is right on it. I love it. Uh, what do you think about it, Duck? I seen her. I seen uh, their Zervi guy. Seen uh, their Zervi. Ain't been watching the no, tank. No, I it's I I she called me last Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday, and I looked and I had about a half a tank, and I thought that's probably you know, all right. Till next be week. all right till this week, you know, and. Yeah didn't realize i was going to get 12 services in yeah and i ain't talking about a five quart oil change i'm no. talking about a 44 quart oil change makes a lot know? of difference and i did i it, it i got down to the last one servicing it and i had to go buy a gallon of oil <laughs> i had a had almost enough but. you gotta run out and get get another <clears throat> another quart no gallon another gallon <clears throat> 18 wheeler huh yep yeah uh-huh. it was 44 quarts but right. they're good people they take good care of us Okay, go ahead. They take good care of us, Dave. Uh, Angel is, uh, I think, in my book, Joe, she's one of the best. What do you think? Yes, she is. They're fantastic. I mean, she calls on B&M us. She oil, checks on they, us. They take care of us. All right. They make sure anything we need, they take care of us. Yep. All right. We got to take a break. We've got a winner. I'll tell you who it is when we come back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here on, uh, of course, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Back with you, and our uh, winner of the work light is Scott Gann. Scott, how are you? Where are you located? Hey, I'm in Sherwood, and I just picked up my truck from Joe's garage. <laughs> ah, okay. We were just talking about that. Yeah. How you doing, Scott? Very good, very good. I appreciate all the service you've given me over the years. So. How about that radiator heater repair today? Yeah, I like the I like the ninety dollar bill just as much. You betcha. <laughs> Bad radiator cap, my gallon of antifreeze, and a pressure test, and you're good to go. Hey, right. you know where you're in the thermostat? Yes, sir. You know where you're supposed to pick that light up at, don't you? Uh, I will find out. Uh, yes, sir. It's nine twenty nine West Thirty Third Street, North Little Rock, at the bumper to bumper store right there at the Levy exit. Perfect. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate you and all your service there. All Thank, right. you, Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much. Hey. And I, I tore. You know, we usually talk a little longer. We don't have time because we got Dave, yep. who's got a question for us. Hey, Dave, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Doing fine, Dave. Got a question for Joe. Okay. All right. Uh, I've got a 2013 Chevy Silverado pickup, six cylinder. Every once in a while, the engine hot. Uh, my temperature gauge goes all the way down. Then a uh, signal comes on the dash that engine hot, AC turned off. Okay, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with that. It's got a, it's probably got a coolant temp sensor this bad. Yep. When it goes, right. when it goes to an open circuit like that, it doesn't know exactly where it's at, so it, it it's going to tell you that, that it thinks the engine's hot. 
okay to stop driving uh-huh. and it and and if it sets a code for engine over temp it'll turn the ac compressor off uh yeah because i can't use it's the never AC. really overheated has it no huh. i think you got a bad a bad coolant temp sensor is what's going on there dave uh, is that a very lengthy deal if i was to drop it off in the morning no well no we can check it for you and get it back to you in one day that's that's not a problem you want to bring it in the morning bring it in the morning yeah we'll see what's going on well i'll holler at you all right all right we'll see you you tomorrow thank you Uh all right that was quick you guys knew that one like we've seen that before henry duck yep so the car is telling you it's running hot but really it's not running hot it it, when it it thinks it is when it when the sensor goes bad like it and it breaks the continuity the first thing it throws up is I'm hot because it don't know where it's at. So it's going to throw it hot up and it tell you to turn, you know, it turns AC off so you don't be using it. Hmm. And, you know, but nine times out of 10, it is a sensor, ain't it, Joe? Yeah, it is. Or, or the circuit or the plug in out there is all yep. corroded and green or, you know, we've seen several of them where the rats got up there and chewed on the wires and, you know, it's, you it's, kidding. it's just whatever you got going on. Doggone but, but it's, it's going to be a, a it, the the, I, the PCM lost lost the signal from it. Now why we'll just have to figure that out. I tell you what's worse than rats. What's that? Rabbits. Rabbits get into your, your they'll cars. Chew, they'll chew the wires out from under one in a heartbeat. That's great. Now that is crazy, especially down around Easter. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've had them before come in. You know, you get to talk to them. You got rabbits in the yard? Yeah. Okay. Because you know, I've heard heard rats, field mice, squirrels. First first time I've heard rabbits. Rabbits, yep. I I had one of my buddies, he was putting a metal roof on my house and he biked his trailer up in the yard. Teresa come out one morning to go to work and she said, Hey, I caught a rabbit chewing on his trailer. I went out there and he chewed wires out of the back of it. Mm-hmm. They'll do it. It's well, the same thing, the wires got uh got soybean, soybean, soybean stuff on, on yeah. But rats like it, squirrels like it. Uh, you know any any kind of rodent like it likes it and they and they they just don't think a rabbit's doing that but they can be really destructive huh? yes they can they got big teeth i can tell you that much i had one here not here about oh two months ago three months ago on a dodge pickup guy had been going on vacation for three weeks come back and the rats got into it no they had a a full meal and a party i had to send a wrecker after it well yeah it's not gonna run they chew through all the wires. Hate chewed where the plug plugs onto the coil on that Dodge mm-hmm. is a, a Hemi engine. Yeah, he chewed the plug off the end of the of the coil. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. You look down there and you see their teeth marks in the in the in the plastic plug in sometimes. Wow, it's just I mean you look at that and you know you're looking around like all right and you'll see a little spot here and a yeah, spot there here. and you'll see a few nuts here and there acorns or whatever yeah they've been under there having big time party time you know i pulled had to pull the air cleaner off of so he picked the air cleaner up and it was almost full of acorns yeah wow well they're they're storing them for the winter you know well, was the, who was it somebody had the picture brought it in of the uh the squirrel that had the nest in the air intake of mm-hmm. the car yeah that was amazing too that's right <laughs> it's amazing that they can build it that quick yes oh yeah i mean you yeah, can drive up in three park, days yeah and for over the weekend and you come back and 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 they'll have that baby chewed up well duck you ever seen how fast those little suckers are that's what you got a gun for yeah <laughs> i know yeah but you don't yeah, run your car got it got a got we got a uh a suggestion though 
don't open the hood and if you see a squirrel shoot it do not do that no don't do that <laughs> don't do that i'm just saying don't do that that's not a good thing to do you cause more problems than you'll solve that yep. that that issue with the wiring and the rodents and all that being chewed up that is has been in the past i'm gonna say eight to ten years has been exacerbated it's it's ten times worse now what it was because of the covering ago. that's exactly right the insulation that they're making soybeans wh- well, whatever how they're producing that and another thing oil. 15 years ago the water harness was that big around yep now it's that big around yeah point look at it's, look at that it's twice right as much 15 years ago it was you know it just barely was big <laughs> we now, have, we have now so many more inches. electronics yeah well see so you can now you can you can see how big that was if you're looking on facebook live you can see what duck just showed you yeah, but it, that's why there's just so much there for them to eat and they're hungry yeah, yeah they and they'll eat and they'll eat and, they'll, and if they find food they like the buffet they'll i come, can tell you that they'll come back to it after you fix it i promise you they're creatures of habit if it happens and you do not put out any poison for them i have towed the same car in two weeks later and they will be chewed up right next to where i fixed them that was yep. like that jeep that day yes that came. was the third time yes and 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 they just the the folks just i told them i said you're gonna have to put something out i said they'll keep coming back you let it sit there over the weekend or go out of town for three days you come back and it ain't gonna start Your car won't chewed run. up again you know <laughs> maybe you should catch get some of those get those some of those wire wheels and put them in that let, make them run <laughs> make them exercise make them exercise run hey we can get right. energy out of them all right we appreciate you duck thank you very much thank you Joe. Dave. Yes, appreciate sir. you guys coming in we're out of time let's take a break coming up in the next hour you asked for her to come back and she's going to give you another hour of her time jan morgan is running for the nomination of republican party to run for governor and uh, you're going to hear her when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, final hour, Dave Ellswick Show. I told you 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock that Jan would be here. And Jan Morgan is here in the studio. And uh, I thought today I would just, I'd ask some general questions. I want to give you the opportunity, the listeners, to talk to Jan. You can ask her the questions that you want answers to. 823 zero nine six five and please call in with a question i mean jan knows you love her okay well i've got i've got a ha- i've got haters out there too no, so that, but that's but, okay you know I, I will answer questions from haters just like i'll answer questions from supporters that's, well that's you're fine. good about that you've been in the business well because you, know. you, you, you got the business of, of being authentic yeah all right yeah just keeping it real that's 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 what we do so we're going to turn uh turn her over to you to ask questions eight two three oh nine six five so for you who always argue that I take up the time, I'm <laughs> uh, not taking up the time today. I'm opening up the phones right now. Okay. Well, I have a question. Okay. You called me stupid yesterday on this show. Did I really? Well, actually, you called Paul stupid because okay. he voiced an opinion that represented my position. Okay. And you said it was stupid. What so, was that? So I just thought I would... What was I, it that I said You, you said that I was stupid because... Uh, I refuse to endorse my opponent. Well, of course, you were a little more um, you were a little more careful about how you worded it. You said if she doesn't win the election, she may not endorse her opponent. And then Paul, you said I just think that's stupid. And Paul said, "Yeah, well, Paul I, Calvert." Yeah, Paul said, "Well, I, okay. you know, I, I agree with her position. I, I can understand if you really feel like that the candidate you're running against is is, is that bad, you wouldn't get in the in the, uh, in the election if you thought that he was." 
I look at it the same way that I looked at Cruz. I supported Cruz from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. When he when he was tossed out in, right. in Indiana, I thought he should have backed Trump. I backed Trump. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think Trump's got some real problems, but I think that he's done some really, really great things and thought he would do great things. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm on Cruz the short end of trying to figure out the great things that our current governor has done. If he was remotely conservative, Dave, I wouldn't be in this race. I didn't just decide, you know, I wasn't just Jan, sitting around one day and say, I want to run for governor. Here's, so. here's my argument from the word go. The worst Republican is better than the best most perfect Democrat as far as I'm concerned. You know, That's there are some I moderate Democrats from. out there, though, who are are more conservative than the most liberal Republicans. So, you know, my, my position is that it, rather than I like to look at principle over party when it comes down to who's going to get my vote. If I don't win the primary, of course, I don't want to talk about not winning the primary because I think we're going to win. There is a huge swelling of grassroots support out there. But if I don't, then I'm going to look at, I'm going to be looking for someone that is similar to me in conservative uh, leadership ideas. And so that's where I am. But see, I didn't call you stupid because you disagree with me. No, I call Paul (laughs) stupid. Oh, you called Paul stupid. (laughs) And Reggie knows me well enough that that's easy enough. But you know what, Dave? I love you anyway. I still love you. I know that. Because I know basically we're cut from the same cloth. We're both conservative to the core. Again, I'll vote for the Republican who comes out of the primary. That will be me. Hopefully. Okay, good. Then <laughs> hopefully. I'll, vote. I'll have no problem voting for you. I really good, will, will not. Good. All okay. right. We've got a couple of questions. Let's start off with those. Let's see who we got. Who's first here, uh, Russ? Okay. David, top here. Okay. David, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Jan Morgan's here ready for your call. Hey, uh, Jan. Hey, David. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Uh, you kind of throw my my thunder there just a second ago, Jan. We're you know great minds think alike, but I, I've been watching a lot of your social posts. I know you don't have the war chest like Asa has, and I've seen where someone put up a, a billboard, and he immediately started calling to find out who it was, and you know trying to to bully the the mayor of the place. And I just wanted to see what you felt about your grassroots movement, how you thought it was going, because everyone I've talked to about you and that know anything of you, they're all voting for you. Well, thank you. So, I appreciate I mean, that. You know, I'm, I'm glad you asked about the grassroots thing because that this uh, this election is historical on many fronts in that uh, you're looking at and what we're seeing that's so different than any election I've ever seen before is that people are stepping up to the plate and buying their own billboards, they're buying, they're, they're, they're creating and designing their own T-shirts, their own hats, their own signs that are going in their yards. Uh, and it's, it's interesting to watch people out there, literally, people who are not on my volunteer staff. I don't have a paid staff. So when I'm driving through Arkansas, when I'm being hauled through Arkansas to go to multiple speaking events, and it's, it's so cool when you're driving down the road and you see a pickup truck pulled over on the side of the road and there's this big Jan Morgan for governor all the way across the tailgate. And I said, wait, oh, my goodness, look, we have to stop, turn around and go back. And we did. We turned around, went back. And, and by the time we got back, there was a guy walking into someone's yard and this lady was getting off her lawnmower and he had Jan Morgan for governor signs and push cards and a Jan Morgan for governor shirt on. And I walked up to him and I said, wow. And he said, oh, my goodness, what are you doing way out here in the middle of nowhere? I said, hey, I'm everywhere in Arkansas right now. But it just 
to show that. And he, in, in just a couple of moments, he had transformed a woman who wasn't even interested in the election into a Jan Morgan supporter. And she put a sign in her yard, got her off her lawnmower. And I'm seeing that every day on social media. I'm watching all these people posting pictures of themselves next to their neighbors, next to total strangers and saying, look, I just converted another voter to Jan Morgan. And that is, you know, whether we win or lose this race, we've already won in that more people who've never been engaged in or cared about their government, they're getting involved. And, and in the long run, it's not as much about this race, Dave, as it is that finally people are saying, you know, we can take our government back. We may not win this race, but there's always the next one. And when we get involved, when people get involved in government, government gets better. It's going to be better for the people and better for the state. I love that. Well, I just want to thank you for your energy and getting the word out there. Your your message is spot on. It's we need to get the uh, the rhinos out, and we need to get new leadership in Arkansas. Uh, there's a whole slew of problems, and you you seem to address them all. And, thank you. Uh, more power to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You all know, right. It, thank you for your call, by the way. Yes, Dave. He mentioned something that I I think that is another area where I really differ from the Republican Party okay. in Arkansas. So let, can I talk about that yeah. a minute? Um, I've noticed a push, and it may not be just in Arkansas. This may be something coming down from the national platform mm-hmm. to to try to push elected officials who are Democrats to convert to the Republican Party. In fact, I actually listened to someone from the Republican Party offices make this statement to a committee that I was I was there to speak at last year. I wasn't even considering running for governor. I was just there as a speaker. But this person said, now here's what we're telling Democrats who are currently holding elected positions in Arkansas. We're telling them, look, if you want to win your race, this is a red state now. You need to transform and convert over to Republican or we're going to put somebody in the primary. We're going to put somebody in the election against you. And see, that concerns me. And I, I said as much when I stood up to speak. I said, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I disagree with your position. Rhinos are the problem. I don't want people to just switch parties mm-hmm. so they can get I elected. Agree. I want people to truly embrace the Republican Party platform of limited government, lower taxes, transparency in government, all those things that made the Republican Party so great. We need people to truly embrace that because they believe in it, not because they want to win an election and we're threatening them that you're going to well, become a Republican. Gonna, they're not going to be Republicans anyway. You can ask, and that's Lin- the ask Linda Collins-Smith about that uh, yes. because I really question when she changed mm-hmm. parties. But Re- she, Reg- man, I you talk you about it. I think you were there, weren't you, at the, big, the meeting that we had? I I challenged her there. You about, were the one who did that. Good for you. You know, about that because I don't like all these people that are no. switching over. No. And then they're not Republicans. But Senator Linda Collins-Smith, she's like number she's two. Tur- she's she's number- turned into the best. She's right? turned into – she's right behind Senator Brian King. I mean, yeah. Senator Linda Collins-Smith is a bulldog yes, on conservative values. Yeah. That woman is something else. I love her. In fact, she's the reason I'm standing here today. You do know that, right? You remember she called me to the state capitol last yes. year and said, we've got misrepresenting Republicans. Yeah, you were on my show when Yeah, she down. said, you've got you to get these Republicans. They're voting the wrong way. They're voting like Democrats. I need you down at the state capitol to help me fight. We went down there and got in that fight. And so – it kind of all follows along with what we're talking about. We really need people to understand what conservative means and what made the Republican Party great. And the, those were the conservative values that, that I am bringing to the table as a candidate, as a constitutional conservative. I want us to get back to that. And that is the place where the Republican Party should be able to unite on the platform. All right. Let's get one more call in before our first break. Let's talk to Bill in Ozark. Hey, Bill, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Miss Morgan, I think you'll make an excellent governor. You can make Arkansas great again. 
I can't, but the people can. And if the people give me that position and I will be their voice, I believe that the people can. Yes. Well, I got a lot of faith in you, and uh, I'm pushing for you all the way. And if I could get some of your placards, I'd put them out. <laughs> we can't keep them in <laughs> stock, but thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, Bill. Thanks for your call. We appreciate it. 823 0965. 823 0965. A couple of ways that you can get your question here to the Dave Ellswick Show. You can call in at the number I just said. You can uh, make your uh, presence know, known by uh, watching uh, Facebook.com slash the Dave Ellswick Show. Make a comment in the comment section. Russ is watching it, and if there's a question, he'll pick it up, and he'll ask it of Jan. You can send me an email, Dave, at SalemLR.com. We got a break, then we'll be back with more with Jan Morgan here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. During the break, you can't hear that stuff. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. It was no, good I'll stuff, though. What, I think no, we should tell here, them. We should talk you, about it. I think what we I should. The question that I have for JR tomorrow, because you know on Thursdays, JR comes on to the Dave Ellswick Show, the spokesman for the governor's office, and I'll be asking this question. Why are Republicans leaving raising the food tax back up again in the state of Arkansas and bringing on the, the idea of taxing medicines here in the state of Arkansas. I look against the food tax. I've been fighting against that since I got here in two. Yes. We'll see if our governor was being a true leader, he would lead and he would be telling our tax reform commission people, which he, that's his tax reform commission. He'd be saying, you know what? You get rid of that stuff. We're not looking for more ways to get more money out of the people. We are looking for ways to reform a ridiculous tax code. I agree with that you. is lacking of lead. Well, see, this is why I'm not endorsing him. See, this is, this is the problem when you lead like it. This is the kind of stuff that Democrats do. Have you seen the list, Dave, that they're looking at? These are areas they're looking at repealing tax exemptions. Okay. Repealing tax exemptions mean more taxes out of the pockets of the people. Yep. We currently, the, the grocery tax, the billboard tax, the newspaper sales. Oh, this is one that's going to upset people. Used car sales under $4,000. Now, you buy a used car for your kid to go off to college in, and you're going to pay under $4,000. Guess what? Now, they're going to repeal that tax exemption. Um, manufactured housing, radio and TV services, a fuel that, tax. That was the only thing Gilbert Baker ever did that was conservative. The sale of twine. I mean, we're down to... Get rid of that sales tax. And ATVs used by farmers for uh, well, and, and other farming equipment. See, these are things that are going to hurt our farmers. All of these things hurt people, but a grocery tax and a prescription tax, those are big money items, Dave, and that will hurt the majority of the people in this state. Can you imagine what if you have a $300 prescription, what is the tax going to be on that? Mm-hmm. If you have to pay the, the, the an increased... I mean, that's just it's unacceptable that this is happening under Republican leadership. It's going to destroy our party. And this is if you want to become the minority party, this is how you do it. Yeah, you just stole my heart. Well, I know. (laughs) Can I steal your vote? Can I have your vote? May 22nd, Jan Morgan for governor seeking the Republican nomination. True constitutional conservative. I never say who I'm voting for in the primary. Now, Reggie knows that. I I, I think, though, that you're going to vote for me. Just saying, you know, Reggie. Now, here's a good example. We're talking about grassroots. Reggie Cowan. I connected with him. He's been in the Tea Party in Garland County for years. You're talking about somebody that's as conservative as I am. Not more so. There, I don't think there's anybody more conservative than me, but he's, he's right there. Uh, he's a volunteer. Dave, this guy has been running the tires off of his vehicle all over the state, taking me everywhere I need to go. When people see me do a Facebook Live in the vehicle, I'm not driving, of course. I'm not driving and doing a Facebook Live. He's driving uh, in, in his own vehicle at his own expense. 
Uh, and people like Wayne Beach, here's another grassroots people. These people are helping us run our campaign. How revolutionary is that? I don't have a high-dollar political strategist. I didn't have, hire a D.C. insider to come out here and figure out how I can win this election. You know what? We're just talking to the people. We're keeping it real. We're talking about conservative values and talking about what made the Republican Party great. And we got real folks involved in this campaign uh, who've put a lot at stake uh, to give the people a voice in government. And if we win, the people of this state truly will live up to our state motto, which is regnet populus. The people rule. We don't rule our state government right now. The upper 10% economic elites that control our governor are controlling public policy. But if Jan Morgan and the people of this state win this governor's election, the people will once again maintain and get control of their government. And that's going to be good for the people. All right. So Adam Hensley sent sent us a link uh, today. It says, Dave, did you hear about this from Valonia? It's on the Valonia School District Facebook page. Many are aware of a situation that occurred yesterday at our high school where a student was asked to remove an American flag from his vehicle on the school parking lot. Mm -hmm. It is never our intention to prevent demonstrations of respect for our nation's flag. We proudly display our flag on campus and in classrooms, and students and staff recite the pledge every day. We have reviewed yesterday's event and want to assure parents and patrons that students will be allowed to display the American flag and or the Arkansas state flag on vehicles. Mm-hmm. The question is, uh, the question of that is simple. Why would somebody from the school district in the first place talk to a kid about displaying an American flag? That just well, you know, no it, it, it is. It's horrible, Dave. And, it, and here's another thing you hear about. And I'm not talking about just Arkansas. These sorts of things are happening across America uh, on Cinco de Mayo Day. Any students who wear an American flag on their shirts, you see stories in the media about Mm -hmm. students getting in trouble saying that's offensive to the Hispanic population on this day. This is their day. So don't don't promote the American flag. And I I just I'm like, you know what? This is America. If you don't like this country and you don't want to assimilate and be productive citizens and appreciate the American flag and all the freedom, then why are you here? I don't I don't want to I don't want to support another flag. American flag. And I'm tired of, of, of the, the people trampling it. I'm tired of, of uh, the abuse of it. The Kaepernick thing was huge to me, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have a Kaepernick jersey on the floor of my business. When you walk in <laughs> the gun range, right there on the floor, calling Kaepernick's jersey for people to step on. They've been trampling on it for a year. And I tell you what, folks have, have come in from all across America just to take their picture stepping on and trampling on that jersey and what we're going to do when it's when it's just down to the point that there's not much left of it we have a nice wood shadow box with a brass plate and we're going to auction it off and all the proceeds are going to go to veterans to veterans because veterans you know of all the people who to me have been disrespected as a result of of the kaepernick's refusal to stand for the american flag that that is uh that is the group so yeah haven't seen any major league baseball players do that no it's America's. By the way, does Kaepernick have a job yet? No. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he's got a job being in the media. He's in the <laughs> I mean, that's his job. Probably writing a somebody, book. <laughs> somebody's paying him money. I'm telling you, there's money somewhere. Soros. Yeah, Soros that's probably funded. true yeah. as well. Jan Morgan is our guest. Uh, let's try to get one more call in here before the break. We've got Willie. Willie, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Your question for Jan Morgan. I'll ask my question. Hang up and listen. Okay. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Uh, if you get elected governor, is there any way you can help get rid of the Arkansas state income tax? All right. We'll let you go, Willie. Thank you very much. Okay. You know, that is it, lightening the tax burden in general off the backs of the people is a huge priority with me because 
once again, remember, I'm the voice of the people, mm-hmm. and that's what people are telling me around this state they want. And it makes sense because we're trying to compete with states that surround us like Texas, Florida, and Tennessee that don't have a state income tax. So that's not something we can do overnight. But, Willie, I promise you eliminating the state income tax, income tax is on my agenda, and we will steadily start reducing it as quickly as possible. We've got to get, get rid of some waste in government. Uh, which will save us some money and make room for us to be able to do that. But it is definitely reducing the tax burden all the way across the board is a priority of mine. Did you happen? Well, you guys were traveling around. Uh, I had on uh, from AFP, uh, I had a gentleman on today. He'll be there Friday Mm -hmm. for the Tax Freedom Day celebration. Uh, And he made the statement between 1991 and 2013, Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas's government has increased spending by 97%. It's, that's just that's sad. You know, to me, Dave, the taxation of citizens uh, increased and excessive taxation, <clears throat> excuse me, excessive taxation of citizens is not just a fiscal issue. It is a moral issue to me. Mm-hmm. And, and our people are poor. Our state is, is among the most poor in America. And the fact that they are among the most heavily taxed is egregious, and it is a strong testimony about the direction our government has been going for way too long, and it is time to turn it back. And I think the reason it's happened is because people elected our representatives, and then they thought that we're paying these people, they're going to represent us, and they, they weren't paying attention to their to their government, Dave. Uh, and it's hard to pay attention to your government when, when our legislators are hiding behind group voice votes, and you can't tell how they voted on particular issues that might raise your taxes. So um, people have, have been detached but now it's hurting them so badly. People are having trouble putting food on the table at night. Uh, and, and businesses are having trouble being profitable because of the regulatory burdens. When you're, you're living under those kinds of restraints in this state, people are finally stepping up and saying, we have to fight back. And, and now they're paying attention to their state government. In fact, that day that I let delivered. Me, let me hold, okay. you, hold your thought. Okay. I got to get to Fox News. Will, okay. you hold your powder. We'll get to you as well when we come back. Dave Ellswick Show. Jan Morgan is my special guest. We'll return in just a moment. Back with you here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, let's go to Will. Jan Morgan is here. Will is in Arkadelphia. Hey, Will, thanks for being patient. And your question for Jan Morgan. Hi. Um, I am a big uh, Second Amendment advocate and a gun owner. Um, so I, I totally am with you there. Um, so I just had a question about your tax proposals. Um, I, I see, you know, you're, you want to lower taxes, and I, I appreciate that. Um, what are some specific policies that you want to propose that would lower taxes for Arkansans? Um, I've heard your points about fraud, waste, and abuse, and that's well and good. Um, what are some specific policies? That's, that's what I would be interested in hearing. Thanks. All right. Well, appreciate your call. Thank you much, Jen. We're going to put our our full tax policy out there. We have uh, a pretty generic, um, uh, pretty generic information on our tax position on the JanMorganForGovernor dot com. We'll be releasing our full tax policies soon. The problem is every time I put something out there, uh, the governor comes by, <laughs> comes behind me a few days later as a press conference and and announces his new ideas. Uh, so you know, but. Um, you talked about waste, fraud, and abuse in government. There, there, I know we've got hundreds of millions of dollars there in waste in our state government. And I know this because I've been talking with 
to people who are in the state agencies, not the agency heads, but talking to people who work within the state agencies, the various agencies. I've been talking with some of our most conservative legislators who've had their hands all over the budget, and they're telling me there are plenty of areas that we can cut. Uh, But when you eliminate hundreds of millions of dollars in waste, then you're not going to have to cut as much in state agencies. Uh, But you've got to get in there and sniff out the waste first, and then you're left to look at, okay, how can we go into each agency? Let's take a closer look at duplication, a closer look at uh, where we're we're spending money, especially at the top end of agencies. You know, some of the the salaries at the upper level are excessive. For example, the Department of Human Services head, that's close to, what, a $300,000 salary. I, I, I just... I have a problem with that. I think that most Arkansans would. So uh, anyway, there. just be looking for that, janmorganfordgovernor.com, and uh, you can click on Policy Platform and see our positions in more detail on a number of issues. You know, Dave, before the break, I didn't get to finish my train of thought. That's right. We were talking Go ahead. About, okay. So we were talking about uh, state government and, and what people want, what people need in state government, and, and why it's gotten to this point. You mentioned the excessive level of taxation that has occurred uh, in Arkansas up until, you know, just a few years ago. And um, I think that, that it happened because good people were busy living their lives and not really paying attention to what's going on in their government. But when I came to the state capitol and delivered that blistering admonishment to misbehaving Republicans, and that video that Arkansas Times shot went viral, 1.4 million views, I think is what it's at now, people around the state said that that video was the alarm clock that opened their eyes to the fact that things weren't right in their state government. You know, oh, that's why I don't have as much money in my pocket anymore. That's why my business is struggling. That's why I can't hardly make ends meet, even though me and my spouse are both working. And and people are now engaged. Uh, but but fixing our government is not going to happen with just electing Donald Trump. And I think a lot of people were under the misconception: if we just get Trump in office, everything's going to be okay. No, that's one race. But but we were discussing during the break: the real battlegrounds are in our city governments, our county governments. And our state governments. You're singing in my choir now. Yeah, we've got to. And people need to pay attention to that. You know, a lot of folks don't go to city council meetings. They don't pay attention to what's going on with their city council until they meetings. don't go to school board meetings. Parents have got to get involved in their school boards. People are going to have to engage and get back involved. And if you don't like the way things are, then run. <laughs> run for office. You know, people are going to have to get involved. And, and you, can't, you can't just sit on, on social media and complain about it. You, you've got to become active. And until we do that... This war is not going to be over on taking control of our government, and that means control from the bottom up, not the top down. All right, email. And let me get it up here. Got to read it. I'm going to get a longer time that it keeps on. Um, <laughs> she says she doesn't want a broader sales tax base, wants no income tax. She's against property taxes, dot, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Where will the state government get the money it needs to run? How many times do I have to say hundreds of millions of dollars of waste in our mm-hmm. state government? Hundreds of millions. So, I, don't, I mean, how many ways do I say that? Dave? Okay, you think that is the crux of the whole thing? You think that I, that's I think it is, but, you, but once again, people are under the misconception that we have a revenue issue in Arkansas, and we don't. We don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. Okay. That our government spends more than other governments in the region of comparable size. We have a spending issue, and we've, and we've got to do that. And our Tim Griffin, who was on uh, Roby Brock's show last week, a week before last, when Roby asked him, he said, Jan Morgan says that she can find that there's hundreds of millions of dollars in waste, that there's plenty of waste in government to be able to lighten the tax burden off the backs of the people. 
And he said, is there that much waste? And Tim Griffin said, there are hundreds of millions. Oh, yeah, hundreds of millions. Those were his words, not not mine. I think that, you know, he's up there. He's in a position to know. So, you know, the bottom line is uh, we're going to get in there and roll our sleeves up, Dave, and we're going to get the job done. And one thing you can rest assured of, the difference between my me and my opponent is there will not be tax increases. We're not going to increase taxes. That's not how you shrink government and shrink spending. We can do it. I know we can. I'm convinced of it. And we're going to get in there and make it happen for the people of this state. We don't have an option because if we don't, the Democrats are going to be in control. So you you know that I'm a huge movie buff, right? Yes. Okay. Right. Last night we showed Gone with the Wind. We sold out four theaters for it. There you go. Here, here's, here's the movie I like. You Did you ever see the movie, Dave? I love that movie. Yes. You know what he did? Why he brought in a regular guy. Yeah, why can't that be? <laughs> seriously, why can't that but, you know, really because, be done? And that's, that's, well, that's what we're talking about doing. Uh, we don't need to hire fancy consultants. We, you know, for people that aren't familiar with that movie, I highly recommend you go watch it because it's truly, it's a guy who ended up in the in the president's seat. He was who faking. was totally a non-politician. Yeah, he's not a politician. He, he ended the president up, is sick, he's faking Yeah, he's the faking president. the president. But while he was in there, the president died. And mm-hmm. so he, he was able to just, and he decided he was going to do some good for the people while he was in there. And you know what he did? He called his accountant. Charles Grodin. <laughs> he calls his accountant. He said, come here, buddy. I need you to sit down. Here's the federal budget. Just look at this. Now I want you to tell me where we can trim this out. We've got a Find lot of waste money. here. And then he did. He did so many great things with just, you know, real people instead of politicians. And and I, I think that our founding fathers always intended it to be that way. They never intended for people to become lifetime politicians and get rich. There's something wrong when you can be elected to office and within a few years you walk away wealthy. There's something wrong with that. And uh, I think our founders meant for people from all walks of life, all different backgrounds to get in there and serve the people. We need people from diverse backgrounds. We need doctors. We need teachers. We need homemakers. We need farmers. We need all kinds of folks in our legislative body, not just politicians and lawyers. And and when you get those kinds of real folks running for office, and if you're listening to this and you've been thinking about it and you've been griping about state government or city government, here's your chance. Jan Morgan said you need to quit griping about it and roll up your sleeves and say, okay, I'm going to run for office because I know what it's like to live out here under city government and, or state government that, that's making it difficult to, to, to live well here. So, uh, you know, my, my basic premise, Dave, is that we need to reduce the size of the government footprint off the backs of the people so that we stop tripping over excessive taxation and regulation. That is, in one sentence, encompasses what, what, what I think this whole grassroots swelling that we're seeing in the state of Arkansas and in America is about. People are saying, too much government. We're sick and tired of it. We want control again. So let me ask you a just serious question. All mm-hmm. right. You, let's say you, you win the, 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 the primary, you run, you win, you're, going, you're, you're sworn in next year, mm-hmm. and how are you going to get, the Republican Party, as it now is, mm-hmm. to get behind you. you because know, there you, are, you're different than they are. You, no, no. That is a misconception that you have, Dave. I'm different from the rhinos in this party. But let me tell you something. I know for a fact that there are many good legislators, many good Republican legislators, and I think there are great Democrat legislators in there, too, who are conservative. There are some very old-school Democrats in there who can fall in line. I mean, who can't be for reducing the tax burden off the backs of people? And and there are Republicans in office right now who are helping me behind the scenes. There are some who've stepped out very publicly and supported me, like our two most conservative legislators, mm-hmm. Brian King, Josh Miller, Linda Collins-Smith. I mean, these are people who are supporting me. But, but we have a number of legislators who wanted to be conservative. 
I know one in my, in my area who ran on conservative values, but once she got into office because of heavy arm twisting and pressure from the governor's office to support his progressive agenda, she she caved. And I know yeah, there are I many will, like I that. I will call that name out, but yeah, I know but, that name. Uh, you know the name. But, but, but the bottom line is there, there are so many of those people. I think if we free our Republican legislators up to do right by the people, and that's what I'm going to do on day one, let me tell you, I'm going to call our Republican legislators in and sit those guys and gals down. I'm going to say, look, folks, we're Republicans. This is the platform that you ran on, okay? This is what the people expect you to deliver. So we're not going to support any kind of legislation that grows government, increases spending, increases taxes. Those things fly directly in the face of the Republican Party platform and the conservative movement. So so this governor is going to get out of the way, and I'm never going to bother you and pressure you to do right by the people. The only time you're going to hear from me is if you start acting like a Democrat and voting in conflict with the people that represented you, that voted for you. And when we shine the light of transparency on state government that I want to do, in other words, cameras in, in the committee rooms, and I want to be able to offer – I want the governor, the, the, uh, the Arkansas.gov website, to be a place where people can find things easily, where they can go and look at issues that, are, are, that they're interested in and want to follow and easily be able to find those things and be able to maintain a schedule, you know, as well as I do, that sometimes when crowds of people show up to fight for a bill, if the chair of that committee doesn't like that bill – They'll move it around and shuffle it around so those people, their voices aren't heard. I watched it happen. That's wrong. That's not serving the people. We need to, we need to put an agenda out there and say, okay, in this committee today, these are the bills that we're going to hear. And we're going to hear them in this order no matter what so that people, working people, can go and participate and have their voices heard and not have to take off. Day- I spent three weeks at the state capitol fighting for legislation that kept getting shuffled around and moved around when it should have been heard on day one. All right, got a call for you. Okay. Let's talk to uh, Bill. Bill's in Little Rock. Hey, Bill, how are you? Uh, doing great. Yourself? We're doing good. Jan's here waiting for good. your call. I'm, good. I'm enjoying your program. Thank uh, you. Ms. Jan, I appreciate your comments, uh, and I have a couple. Um, one, when uh, I first started to think about the presidential election, uh, Trump was not my first choice. Right. Uh, but I'm certainly glad he's where he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the swamp is not only in Washington, D.C., uh, right here in hometown. Yes, it and, is. Uh, just wanted to make those comments. It's in all, all right. of our hometowns, all of our hometowns in Arkansas. We've, we've got swamp issues in our city governments and county governments, and people are going to have to get involved. Uh, and, and that's that's the solution. It's not going to be easy. It, it's going to be a fight every single day. You know, we're, it's it's not going to be the easy way out. We, we didn't elect a president, and then, and then we can just back off and get back to our lives. No, if you really want to transform government at every level and, and, and get control, it's going to be a brutal fight every day, All right. every hour. Take a break. We'll come back <laughs> and finish up. Jan Morgan is our special guest. She'll be with us to the top of the hour. Remember, if you uh, missed any part of this hour, you can go back and, and view it on Facebook. Just go to uh, facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick show, and it'll be there for your, your viewing pleasure. Don't forget that uh, Aero Plumbing has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied with the service that they've provided you, they will refund all of your money. Now, if their plumber smokes or swears in your home, doesn't wear their shoe covers or haven't been drug tested, and all you got to do is ask them. Uh, you don't pay for the service either. And last but not least, 
If a repair fails in the first year, they're going to repair it again at no charge. Just one of the things that is guaranteed by Aero Plumbing. That's why Earl Donaldson, the owner, has made Aero Plumbing the plumbing business here in central Arkansas. And I know that he's going to be bigger than just local central Arkansas. That's Aero Plumbing, aeroplumbing.net or Aero Plumbing on Google for you to read. Okay, we're back. The Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, I got a couple of questions that were sent to me, so let me get those, bring them up here. Uh, will you call for amending the Republican Party uh, platform to eliminate the grocery sales tax and oppose Internet sales taxes? Well, the, the grocery tax is not part of the Republican Party platform. What are they well, talking about? You mean well, the, they, about the, well, the tax you, reform committee? Well, yeah. I, you, absolutely. Well, I told you no new taxes. We, mm-hmm. That's just – and I'm hoping and praying that that doesn't happen now. But the fact that the Tax Reform Commission – look, those folks, that whole Tax Reform Commission was never, ever about <laughs> simplifying our tax code. It has always been about finding more money to uh, to get off the backs of people, and, and that's that's wrong, and we're just not going to do that under my administration. We are not going to do that to the people of this state. Okay. That's a promise. Another that's que- a promise. Another question. They said hundreds of millions of dollars in waste. Do you know where this waste is? Well, I, I've talked about the last couple of times. Uh, last time I was on your show, I talked about uh, a $60 million uh, contract and a $20 million contract where the governor chose larger contracts than what the legislature recommended. He, he should have chose a different one, and each time he went with something else. Uh, you know, so in uh, Medicaid expansion, we are that is devastating our state financially. Um, there, so, you know, the, the people who keep wanting us to, to get more specific, I, I've been as specific as I'm going to get, and uh, I've told you we're going to get in there and roll over our sleeves, and we're going to find it. It's hard to find much. You know, our governor's not very transparent right now, so um, good luck finding it as an outsider. All right, let's go to Jake. Jake's in Little Rock. Jake, you're up. What's your question for Jan Morgan? Miss Morgan, I hope you get elected. Me too. Uh, w- <laughs> if you do get elected, uh if you if if there's any possibility if you could look into UAMS taking over the orthopedic uh, community out here by having clinics all over and putting physical therapy, I went down and complained directly with the governor and with Jr. and explained to them how that the orthopedic department of UAMS is opening up outpatient clinics. There's four of them now, and I just simply asked the question. What is the number? How many are you going to do to compete with us in the private sector? I mean, are you going to start taking over water parks and you're going to start taking over uh, car washes? And I mean, what is the state going to continue to take over? Uh, He told me he has to balance this between jobs at UAMS and the private sector. So he Mm -hmm. he told the dean over there to go out and to try to generate revenue. Well, he's doing it right on the backs of us people who have these types of clinics and i will tell you that i've been in business for 20 years i never had any kind of an audit but it could be coincidence but one week after i met with the governor and jr i had an audit from the state unemployment commission they came in did a complete audit the only thing they found was is i had paid i had issued a 1099 to a person who had made 300 dollars and unless you make 600 you should not issue a 1099 and the auditor told me that because I had made that one mistake, which mm-hmm. 
was not a mistake. It was just a piece of paper that the accountant had sent that I would be subject to another audit in three years. And that was the only thing they had. And I mean, it was unbelievable, the detail. So I am afraid of our governor. I am afraid of JR. I'm afraid of what they, the, of those people, because like I say, it's a bully for tw- pulpit. It is a bully for- pulpit okay for 20 and, for 20 years to mm-hmm. never have an audit for 20 years right have my dropping out of a week after i go visit is just absolutely well, it can't be a coincidence i feel your pain welcome to my world a week after i confronted the governor at the state capitol i was the subject of a department of finance audit too and so uh and everything you know and i and i expect let, let me tell you this we'll just we'll just go ahead and put this out there if i don't win this race you can be sure that there will be retaliation and the full weight of the state government will come down on me and my husband and our little businesses. You watch it happen. But but that was a risk we're both willing to take because my husband and I talked about it, and he said, Jen, you know, you've been telling the people for years uh, you got to stand up and fight. The people are asking. They're ready to fight, but they're saying they want you to be the voice. And he said, I think it's time to draw the line in the sand and fight. And so we're putting it all on the line for the people. And, and there will never be a bully pulpit from the governor's office, and we will not use department agencies to bully citizens who disagree with our position. That's a promise. All right. That's all the time that we have right now for Jan Morgan. Mm-hmm. We're going to have her back on uh, right after early voting has started. She'll be back on with me on the 9th. Early of voting May. is May 7th, right? 7th. Yeah. That's correct. So on okay. May 9th, uh, Probably we may be able to get her on one more time before the election, the general, uh, but uh, or the primary. We can work that out. Yes, and also and just on. just for folks that for the benefit, one last word: uh, the governor is still refusing to debate me. Okay, I have formally challenged him. The people of this state have a right to see the two of us on the same stage in a Lincoln Douglas format, hashing out the issues. He continues to to dodge me, and he will not debate me. I think that speaks volumes about uh, his position and not wanting to. Uh, to defend his his policies, which have been egregious, which is why I'm in the race. So that should say all that needs to be said right there. All right. We're about to have an election, no debate in this primary. Not my fault. All right. I'll see you back on the 9th at 5 yes, o'clock. Sir. Thank yes, you sir. for coming in. You bet. Good to see you again. I appreciate you. Have you here. All right. It's Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Uh, they stand ready to help you if you find yourself in one of those positions where you need, you know, an artificial limb. Uh, if you need, uh, you know, some some uh, artificial breasts or whatever, uh, they can help you out on all of those areas. Just call them at 663-2908. Remember, if you go in to visit them, bring your doctor's prescription with you along with your uh, health card, your uh, insurance card, and your driver's license. 663-2908, their location, 5220 West 12th Street in Little Rock. All right, I'll be back with you tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Time to take a break. Until then, have a great evening. Be back with you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.